365, days are all the same Wanna break the cycle, but I can't change my ways Need to get up out my house, I've been stuck in this place Wanna feel alive, but I can't feel a thing Welcome to the IDP Show. I'm your host, Josh Raymer, joined in the Soad Shack tonight. On my right, Adam Markham. On my left, Bobby Reynolds. Gentlemen, how are we this evening? Doing very well. Another successful Sunday. Another successful Sunday, Bobbo. Mm-hmm. How are things looking for you, man? They're looking good. You know, kind of sweet spot here in fall in, uh, in the Bluegrass State. Yeah, you played some golf today, Addy? Yes, very warm days, mm-hmm. or, or, you know, during the day. Still, so that's very nice. I know up north, like they're not getting to do that. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, Kyle. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, I got out there on the course. Had a had an interesting round all mm. over the place. Very hot, very cold, but it was fun. Made a, made a lot of great memories. Not a lot, just a round you'll never forget. <laughs> sounds like, Bobo, you played a little disc. It sounds mm-hmm. like as well. Sure. We don't want to really talk about it too much. It was that kind of day. It was that kind of day. Just, just glad it to was get out there. Though, yeah, right. Hey, Who cares? That's what I you tell feel people. Feel alive when you're on the course. Hey, even a bad day disc golf, you're you're still out playing disc golf. That's right. You yep. know, we had uh, could be home watching uh, Raiders and Jets. Oh God, what a what a another crap game in prime time. Uh, we had a belated birthday celebration in Nashville last night. We went and saw the Miss Doubtfire musical. Which Your is, birthday or hers? Yes, mine. Okay. Wow. So this was my birthday gift for my lovely wife. It was a we while had, back, Josh. Yeah, it was. Well, this was when the show was. And Have you belated? Thank you very much, Are you everyone. not sure this is out of the belated category, though? Like, how long do you have for it it's to be belated? Belate, it was bought for my birthday. The show yeah. just didn't happen until this we're, weekend. We're going to need to pull those receipts. But uh, it was really good. I love Miss Doubtfire. It's like one of my favorite movies. And uh, the show was just, I mean, it was phenomenal. So, is it really top top five for top you? Top five, yeah, I'd say so. All my All my favorite movies are like, from the VHS collection that my grandparents had okay. when I was growing up, we used to watch the same movies over and over. And that's why Twister is my favorite movie. We'd watch that thing. That's your favorite movie? Yes, that's where pa- you, that's where Paxton's name comes from is Bill Paxton. Can you spout off top five right now? Um, Probably, yeah. Twister, Christmas Vacation, yeah. Die Hard. Uh, probably Miss Doubtfire up there as well. Okay. And... Mm, that fifth one is tough. It would be something like Tommy Boy or Dumb and Dumber, some kind of comedy. See, so that's really surprising. So you're more like nostalgic when it comes to cinema. Absolutely. All my favorites are just nostalgia But you love Marvel. Yeah. I love those too. They just don't have kind of those deep emotional roots that something yeah. like these. You wasn't a little boy when you exactly. watched them. I would like to go back to when it, the life was simpler. You know, the yeah. early 90s, it was just a sweet spot for cinema. VHS, you couldn't yes, fast it was. forward. It was VHS. You'd pop it in the VCR. Wherever it was, you just started it at you, that point. You would open up. It was this big, big, like... Um, just entertainment center that my grandparents would have, and you'd open up the all doors. Wood. All wood. <laughs> all bleach, blonde kind of wood. For, for the sound. You'd open it up, and it would have like 50 VHS tapes all neatly stacked in there. It was like uh-huh. a treasure trove yeah. of like yeah. movies. It so, was truly an entertainment center. It was. It was like a <laughs> housed a lot of entertainment in that center. So that's all. Yeah, that's where all my favorites that come from. That was a big deal back in the day. People don't realize. Oh, entertainment mm-hmm. center. That's what you built was, your whole living room around. Yeah, right. That was like the centerpiece of your home. Now you're just like, throw the TV on the wall. Like, we don't want anything underneath or around this thing. I remember mom and dad's TV at the house was, uh, you know, it was real low to the floor. 
but it had a piece of wood on the top of it that weighed upwards of probably 450 pounds. Oh, Lord. Like, that TV was structural to the house. We had, thing, when you sold the house, the TV stayed. Yeah, it's staying. Well, that was like, we uh, we used to visit my, my aunt and uncle in New Jersey, and they were... They had the, back in the day, you knew you were well off if you had the massive, like the size of this mm-hmm. table uh, TV mm-hmm. that had like the kind of sloped back. Oh, yeah. And it was that kind of scratchy, mm-hmm. like um, kind of texture the screen like was. like 3D printing kind of texture yes, to it. Yes, kind of scratchy and ridgy. Yeah. Um, they had that one. It was it was humongous, but yeah. it was like, oh, man, they this yeah. is, you know, yeah. got like Don't a, touch a TV, waterfall Josh. in the foyer and got like the massive 500-pound TV in the living room. They had a waterbed. <laughs> they did, yes. Waterbeds used to be a thing. Uh, remember our our buddy Justin Basham used to have the waterbed in the right. basement. Yeah. Um, so ever slept on a waterbed? It is the least comfortable. Yeah. I don't well, know how that ever was a, a thing. experience. Was it just for swingers? Was that why it became popular? I don't know. A lot of people used to have them. Dude, my grandparents had one. And uh, it had like the uh, like really nice like leather edge around it and everything. And when they like passed away or whatever, everybody was like, y'all want the waterbed? Everybody's Hell like, no. I don't. I'll hop that bed. thing and, let, and throw it in the garbage. How much would it take for you boys to drink a glass of that <laughs> God. <laughs> well, some people used to have it to where there would be fish in there. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'd do it for 100 bucks. I mean, groceries is expensive, brother. Uh, well, welcome in to the Week 10 Recap. We're glad you're here. Welcome in. It's going to be a fun episode. We've got a lot to talk about. We are going back to the game-by-game format, and the waiver episode will be dropping, uh, like we said, tomorrow night, Tuesday morning, depending on how late you stay up. I will be hosting that alongside Mike Wollert, will be our guest. So each week, I'll be hosting that with a guest who does some sort of waiver wire article throughout the week. So first up is Mikey Dubs, and we'll be dropping that tomorrow night. So Wow, all kinds of just big huge names. fish yeah, we got, in, in the feed. We got uh, Jason King from DFL coming on. We've got uh, Kyle Bellyfuel. We got our own Jeff Pomazal as well uh, lined up for the waiver episode. So Tune in for that, folks. That's going to be, I think, a very helpful episode to get you ready for those IDP waivers on Tuesday. Yeah. So, a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff going on. A lot right of now. stuff. Hap- we had the IDP bets with uh, you and Johnny and Justin Varnes on was, Friday. It's a, a lot of fun. A lot Hell of, of fun. an episode. Justin Varnes is a legend. Yes, He's, he is. Uh, very sharp fella. So, it was, it was a lot of fun having him on. And yeah, just learning from him. And uh, some of our bets didn't didn't do so hot, at least to, uh, that's to what, start. That's but, betting. That's how it goes, you yeah. know. So uh, we come back stronger. That's right. And uh, sometimes you triple the first hole. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then you finish strong. You finish that's with right. bird bands. Sure. So, <laughs> as we know, Bobo. Sure. You got to be resilient. I went OB on eighteen, so I can't. I didn't really finish. But you did strong. throw it five hundred feet. Apparently, that's true. That's true. We're gonna have to piss hey, this you, point. You could. You could afford hey. to do it because what you done earlier. Drive that's for right. poet. Oh gosh, I can't talk. <laughs> Drive for Poe Boys. Drive for Poe Boys. <laughs> what for show boys? <laughs> oh Lord. Well, like we said, welcome in. This is the week 10 recap. We are going to go game by game. Top three scores and storylines from each game. Uh, we've got the chasing greatness update. We did add another player to the 40 point 40 point wall uh, this week. Not the player that you would think, but uh, he's on the wall nonetheless. And we should mention, boys, before we get in, congratulations are in order. This is the 300th and 50th episode in the Big 3 IDP slash the IDP show podcast feed. So congrats, boys. That's a nice little milestone. 350. Very nice. I saw the other day where like the the fancy footballers were like over. 1,500. They just hit it. 
That's insane. That's, that's crazy. That's nuts. 350's think, nuts, though, too. I mean, this is, what, four years? Mm-hmm. Four, yeah, I mean, we started in July, so, like, January will be four and a half years. So, yeah, we're, we're closing in on four and a half years of doing this. Pretty cool. Pretty special. Mm-hmm. So, I think around the NFL, Bobo's probably pushing, like, I mean, 1,500, 2K as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, of course, they've been around for a while. Oh, yeah. You know, and they do. They a do. decade uh, plus, right? Both yeah, for, for around the NFL, I think they started in 2013. So, yeah, decade for them. I think this is year 10. Gosh, that's which, crazy that we're kind of tracking to the same trajectory. You do this for 10 years, we're going to be approaching in on that thousand. Right. We'll be even better than they are. Jesus, we'll be. I'll be 42 at that point. Like, wow, that's yeah. uh, that's a long time. I, I joke. This is the one habit that I've actually kept up with uh, more than any other habit I've ever done. I mean, weekly episodes for right. four years. That's uh, that's quite a feat, boys. So congratulations. I can't talk about my habits, Adam. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, same here. <laughs> a lot of. Them. <laughs> Golf uh, and other unmentionables that we won't talk about on air. Uh, But, yes, let's do the Chasing Greatness update. We did have another player join the 40-point club. It was Sheldon Rankins, defensive tackle for the Texans against the Bengals. He went for 41.75 points, just like we all expected. So congratulations to Sheldon Rankins for joining the wall. But, gentlemen, let's jump into the recap, and let's kick things off. With the Thursday night game, the Bears get the 16-13 win over the Panthers. Did not watch a minute of this game because uh, I love myself too much to do that. Uh, But headline out of this one, Sanborn season is a slow burn, but double-digit points are always welcome from a waiver wire linebacker. Sanborn went for 10.75 points in Week 10 on 95% of snaps. He had seven tackles and a PD. Other takeaways on the Bears' side of things, Kyler Gordon, welcome back, 19.5 points. He had eight tackles, two TFLs, and a PD on 100% of snaps. And then Jaquan Brisker-Babo, 16.25 points, eight tackles, two TFLs, a PD on 100% of snaps. On the Panther side of things, uh, don't go chasing Deion Jones. Just stick to Frankie Louvu. 11.25 points in week 10. 14.02 points per game average the last five games. I'm not going to read the uh, storyline that <laughs> a Arn bad wrote joke, Arn. Because I can't. I'm not going to sing TLC's Waterfalls. Uh, 11 tackles, 100% of snaps for Louvu. Top three for the Panthers. Derek Brown, defensive tackle. He's been... Up and down, but a solid defensive tackle required type of start for you. 22 points in Week 10. Dante Jackson was number three. And then Deion Jones, 12.75 points uh, on just 46% of snaps. So, gentlemen, takeaways from Bears-Panthers. What do you all want to talk about here? Don't everyone jump in at once. It was it was a nice matchup there for the uh, the Bears. Um, those, those defensive backs especially. I, I saw where um, Macri's tackles allowed uh chart that the um the Panthers give up the most tackles to to I think it was cornerback. So yeah, Kyler Gordon was a great play. Uh nice to see Brisker doing pretty well lately, you know. He's I think he had a slow start to the season, but he's he's been pretty solid, you know, especially since returning from injury. Um this was a terrible game though. Yeah. Just you know, terrible. No, no Brian Burns. I mean yep. concussion. Uh this was yeah, this was this wasn't fun. Jack Sanborn let us down in a pretty big spot, you know. We we don't know how long we're gonna get this playing time, so we were uh, we were hoping for some just monster weeks. But um, you know, hey, he's 
He's not uh, Landman, Landman. That's right. He's not Landman. He's uh, Sandman. Uh, but, yeah, just seven tackles and a PD. So not the best week for Jack Sanborn. Uh, but Jaquan Brisker, how you feeling about old Brisker here, Bobbo? Um, fine. I mean, he has he's got 19 tackles in the last two games. Um, I don't know. I, I'd be interested to know what y'all's take is so far this year on safety. We'll get to Mr. Jalen Petre, who played a game today and put up zero points. Um, safety has been the most frustrating <laughs> year. Yeah, it's been bad. For safeties of all time. So It sucks. Honestly, what I'm seeing and what I'm thinking about when I see stuff like this for, this for Jaquan Brisker is like, you know – if somebody's willing to come and like pay you more than you feel like Brisker is worth, you know, if you can get a defensive end plus or something for him right now, I'm probably trading him. Oh, I'm yeah. so over any type of defensive back right now in IDP. It's uh, it's been very frustrating. Yeah, he's had nice back to back weeks. Fourteen point eight five last week, and then uh, no, two weeks ago, uh, and then he was out. So he's his last three games, he's gone 14.85, 16, and 16.25. So he's put up some nice logs these last three games he's been in. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't mind him. Um, but what about when the linebackers get healthy, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing is um, you see that Tremaine Edmonds has been out these uh, last couple games, so he's still though he's still going to be a top twelve option though. Yes, yeah. he is. So I mean, and that and that's valuable. I mean, because of of what a mess it is, you mm-hmm. know. Like I've talked about a lot recently, just cycling through all these guys, the Whiteheads, the Kirby Josephs, the mm-hmm. Ryan Nils who got you know benched. benched. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just been, it's been a nightmare. So I mean, yeah, I mean, if they're a top twelve safety, yep. which that's what Brisker is in Dynasty. Yep. And I think he uh, he was a, a lot higher than that to start the season, mm-hmm. um, but he still isn't far off because there's not, there's not a lot of good ones. Like what honestly, safeties have gained value in dynasty? There this hasn't season. been a lot. There hasn't been a lot. Like the defensive Cam Bynum. Back, defend, yeah, Cam Bynum has mm-hmm. um, Dax Hill, Reed Blankenship, I yep. guess. Antoine Winfield's really good. Winfield. Winfield's awesome. Cam um, Curl has stayed steady. I mean, a lot of people really liked yep. him. Got to give Macri some credit because. You know, Macri had Cam Curl as like a safety, safety three to three, start the season, think, and we all thought yeah. that was a little bit of a stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, him and him and Jake obviously know what they're doing with Cam Curl. Well, and then um, Hamilton, Kyle Hamilton had yeah. another big week. I think he's mm-hmm. gained some value. But you're right; there haven't. I mean, but even still, it's like somebody came to you and were like, "Hey, I'm looking to you know acquire Cam Curl." It's like, all right, cool. Yes, you know, absolutely. Because yeah. look at the guys we're talking about: Dax Hill. Cam Bynum, Reed Blankenship, like you can find. I, I'm just wondering, like, what's the offer going to look like? Or is someone to give you? What is that defensive end going to look like? And also, with with all these leagues going to true position, like defensive end is loaded now in these leagues. Where you so, would you rather have a linebacker? Uh, yeah, and I mean, in certain spots, I'd rather have maybe the safety. I mean, like, in, in all those leagues where we start two defensive ends, mm-hmm. and and they we've done the changes uh, where we've you know. We've we've made it true position. There's all kinds of Carl Grandersons, yeah, uh, Zedaria Smith. I do have a an embarrassment of riches in our main the, league. The Ed Buchanan's, like Leonard you Floyd, the, yes, like there's some Preston Smiths. Like you can you can stream them easily. Mm-hmm. So I mean, Von and, Miller, Khalil Mack, mm-hmm. Shaq Barrett. Yep, and I mean, and it is hard finding safeties. Mm-hmm. That is true. Well, let's uh, let's keep it rolling though, boys. We had a. Let me ask you this real quick before we move past the Panthers. Yes. Y'all ready to trade Luvu? No, I think he's the one guy from the Panthers I'm willing I'm to start. In, in Dynasty, though. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you can get a... Do we really think that, 
you know, the 2024 Panthers are going to be led by Frankie Louvu at linebacker. Yeah, it seems like a, a decent time to cash out, yeah. maybe. Cash out? Would you cash out on Brian Burns? Or this is maybe uh, – you're probably selling him at a, at a yeah, low. I think I'm keeping Brian Burns. I think, I mean, when I say Louvu's the only guy I want to start, that's including Brian Burns. If someone sends you a, a, a second for Louvu, you you done? Yes. Oh, I'm cashing out. Yep, yes. 100%. About a, a third plus a fourth. Nope. Nope. Not enough. Mm-mm. No, I'd rather just have Louvre. I'm with Josh. Josh is kind of playing it smart to where, you know, it's really hard to acquire first. You know, you really have to move some real talent to get a first. But outside of seconds, the chance of hitting on a third, fourth, or fifth rounder in any of these rookie drafts is so slim. Mm. Even in IDP, I mean, you're looking at I'm trying to think of some of the guys that were drafted in the third or fourth round this year for us. Like you're throwing a dart on a guy like. Uh, Miles Murphy. You're throwing a dart on a guy like that was what Tyree Drew Wilson, Jalen Carter were some guys. Yeah, but and it, some of these guys will come back around. Um, it's still too you early just have to, to tell be patient. for some of these. You just guys. have to be patient, and, but also it gives you a chip to potentially move up yeah. into the second round. That's true. You know? mm-hmm. It but does hold its just value. Don't acquire too many force and fists. Or you, you know, can always do the deal where you're you have you trade for the third and then you sell that third for a future second. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When it's closer to the draft, y'all want Brisker or Brian Branch in Dynasty? Branch, but I like Probably. both those guys. Yeah, but I mean, I, I see those guys pretty similar. Um, yeah, they're close. They're like, they're like neck and neck for me. I think in my ranks, you, they're not. Are they not? <laughs> you got Brisker pretty far down. You got him in safety ten right now. Mm. You have your boy Branch, is Branch all the way up to safety five. Yeah, which is fine. I can't disagree with that. His yeah, his play style is pretty fun. Well, let's talk about the Germany game, though, boys, because uh, it involves my beloved Indianapolis Colts. I actually woke up after kickoff because we got home late last night and uh, didn't miss much. This was a 10-6 victory for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, feels like the Bill Belichick era is coming to an end in New England. They sub in Bailey Zappi for the last series, who fakes a spike and throws an interception to end the game for the Pats. So... I said if a former WKU Hilltopper beats my beloved Indianapolis Colts, that is going to be a lot of conflicting emotions. Uh, so thankfully that did not happen. Yeah, that's a weird finish it's to that game. Very weird. Just, just you see him getting just chewed out oh by Bill God. O'Brien. Bill O'Brien just chewing him a new one. Just the vibes are the vibes are the worst in the NFL around that team. Now that now that Josh McDaniels has been fired, mm-hmm. the vibes are great in Las Vegas. But yeah, New is England's it, now the vibe black hole of the NFL. The ring video of Belichick. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Walking around. What, where was he coming from? Was that like uh, his girlfriend's house or something? No clue. But uh, good for him. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you love to see it. You love to see the, the bounce back. Yeah. Okay. I mean, well, and, and you know, that kind of speaks to the state of the Patriots right now. It's just like shirtless and disheveled. Yeah. New England <laughs> Patriots, essentially. So, Can't yes. blame him though, man. Colts get the 10-6 win. Headline for the Colts. What are we doing with Quiddy Pay in both redraft and dynasty? 10.25 points in week 10, 5.2 points per game average the last five games. Bye bye. What would it take for you to move Quiddy Pay right now? <laughs> would you move him for a third? Probably. Yeah, definitely. Actually. I don't think a fourth. I mean, I'm, that's not, I don't think that's enough. But a third? Yeah, I'd probably move him for a third. Yeah, probably going to keep him if it's just a fourth. But yeah, third, goodbye. Goodbye. Maybe yeah. go get one of these uh, defensive ends from this class that hasn't really well, done much yet. Well, I mean, yet. we'll talk about it. Yeah, the top three 
it's like, would you rather have Quiddy Pay or Dio Odangbo, who went for 36.5 points wow. in week 10? You could scoop this guy up off waivers. He's been pretty much single digits, except for like two 30-point explosion games. Yeah. And this just happened to be one of them. Four tackles, three TFLs, three sacks, three QB hits. Uh, Zaire Franklin, welcome back. God, it was good yes, to sir. have him. Saguna Luby, get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, 21.25 points in week 10, 15 tackles and a forced fumble. And then Julian Blackman had the game-sealing interception to go along with four tackles, two PDs. Um, he has 13.3 points per game average the last five games, 19.4 points this week. Let's do the Pats headline as well. If Bentley is injured, the only Patriot you can trust is no one. Kyle Duggar is still a DB and subject to positional variants. Top three, Miles Bryant, Jelani Tavai, Christian Barmore, all under 15 points. So this was just not a good week for Patriots IDPs. What's Trishel's fancy from this game? Total bummer about Juwan Bentley mm-hmm. not making this one. I, I, I have him a lot of places, had him in a lot of props. So that was unfortunate. But, uh, um, yeah, I mean, Deo. How do we say the last O-dang-bo. name? It's like Odangbo. I like that. Yeah, Dio Odangbo. Yeah, I was hoping that was going to be Samson Ebicam. I had him yes. going in a couple leagues. but uh, <laughs> Dio has popped this season. That's your truck? Oh, dang, Bo. That's exactly it. That's <laughs> how nice. I think about it. That's good. <laughs> Is it good to see Zaire back out there. Yeah, man, he's so good. Is he still pacing for, I mean, 15 yeah, tackles, he right? Yeah, he's oh, back, yeah. on, he's oh, back yeah. on track. Oh, yeah. Like we said, bet the over on his tackle prop when he comes back because he knows he's got to get back on this, like, 200 tackle pace. Uh, Julian Blackman has been really solid. You love to see when preseason predictions come to fruition here and him taking over that box role has been extremely profitable for IDP. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'd say let's move on, boys, because this game was a total bummer all the way around, both from the final score and the IDP output. So let's move to Packers-Steelers. Steelers Steelers get the 23-19 win. Somehow I think they're like Mm 6-3 with like one of the weirdest, worst offenses we've ever seen for a team this good. Packers headline, tough question, boys. Can we drop Rashawn Gary and redraft 4.75 points in week 10, 6.95 average the last five games, just three tackles, one QB hit. Addy, dropping Rashawn Gary and redraft. No. Bobby, dropping Rashawn Gary and redraft. Not a chance. I'm not dropping them, but I'm setting them down just because, That's fair. you know, it, they're they're uh, guys that are producing more than he is right now. I want to see this was a good spot for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to see what Rashawn Gary looks like maybe closer to the end of the season. Uh, but a player that you can trust, especially in kick and punt return leagues, which big three scoring is Keyshawn Nixon, twenty three point one points in week ten. Uh, but he has been getting more run since uh, the cornerback for the um, mm-hmm. Packers um, was traded. It was. To the right. Bills. Rasul Douglas. Yes. Rasul Douglas. Thank you. That, Thanks, that was a weird trade. Rasul Douglas has been really good for the Packers. So, mm-hmm. uh, But Keyshawn Nixon's been getting a lot more run with Douglas gone. Preston Smith, you mentioned him just a second ago, Addy. 15.2 points. He was the second leading scorer. And then Corey Ballantyne was number three. On the Steelers' side, is a Landon Roberts a must-start linebacker for the rest of the season? He had 16 points in week 10, 12.44 points per game, average the last five games. I believe he played 90-plus percent of snaps, according to John Macri. Uh, top three for the Steelers, TJ Watt, 22.1 points. Keanu Neal, 21.2. And Demonte KZ, 18.75. 
Bummer news out of this one, Bob O'Quan Alexander out for the year, torn Achilles. Landon Roberts shooting up weekly rankings. I really like this guy as a um, you know potentially waiver wire hero here as we head towards the playoffs. Dude, and that's why the answer to that question is yes. I mean, Landon Roberts is going to have to play 100% of the snaps yes. to finish the season um, because the Steelers are six and three, man, and they're they're right in the playoff hunt. Um, you know, so so Tomlin's going to want to run that guy out there, and uh, um, I like Roberts. I think he hits a little hard, and you know. He plays with his emotions, but um, I think he's a good linebacker. And and just like you said, now we have no uh, Quan Alexander. We have no Cole Holcomb. Yeah. There's only one guy there, and it's going to be Landon Roberts. And honestly, there's probably a depth piece there that we're going to have to pay attention to at some point. Well, there's probably a signing coming if I had to Yeah, guess. maybe. There's probably somebody out there that's <laughs> out of work that we're not thinking about that's going to get a call yeah. this next week to come in and give the – Steelers, which are typically a veteran-heavy team, a little bit of presence there in that middle linebacker spot. And, and Redraft, maybe go trade for Minka right now while he's kind of hurt. When he comes back, they're going to need him to probably play a little bit in the box as well. So um, the answer to that question is yes. yes. And then the he's answer to start. the Rashawn Gary, like like I said, I don't know what Adam said, but I'm, you both I'm, said, no, I'm not dropping Rashawn drop Gary. He's had enough plays in the last couple games where he his pressure rate has been fine. Uh, you know, he's getting to the quarterback. Just hadn't put up the points yet. It, it'll come, though. Here's my question for y'all. Um, and maybe it's just because I don't really know the extent of um, how long he's going to be out. But Isaiah McDuffie continues to be, yeah. like, really good. Yeah. He's a he's a great, How many more weeks start. do you think we can rely on him? I, think I mean, this, as, long as, as long as one of the linebackers are yeah, out. You just watch the injury report because yeah. Quay and Devondre Campbell have both spent time on the injury report. So if one of them's out, you snatch McDuffie up. Or put him into your lineup if you're holding on to him because he's a very valuable injury replacement. Yeah. I mean, also, Jonathan Owens, he had another nice yeah. week, you know. Um, Simone was there. Eight tackles. Yes. Simone was there. 13 and a half points in big three scoring. So, he's another option for you. But uh, Lucas Van Ness has been pretty slow to start the year. Yes, mm-hmm. he has. You know, he hasn't really done much. I don't think he has. He has. He got one sack week one against Chicago, which everyone has a sack against Chicago. Mm-hmm. That was easy. Um, I have a half sack against Chicago. It's mm-hmm. true. Uh, and then he hasn't really done much at all since. Um, but you boys, were you boys in on Van, Van Ness at all? I don't remember. Eh, vaguely interested. I mean, I'm not exactly probably trading for him in Dynasty, but if I've got him, I'm just stashing him and waiting for year two, year three. He strikes me as the the kind of archetype that's going to take a little bit of time to develop. I see him in the yeah. same bucket as like FAU, Tyree Wilson, Lucas Van Ness. I mean, I think we're going to be seeing – ROI from these guys, end of year two, beginning of year three. What about uh, – I think it's worth checking around and seeing sure, what these guys sure. could – you know, you could get these guys for potentially. You so, know, and, and and a good time to maybe pluck them off of contenders, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the time of year where you could probably start to trade some of these um, – Luvus. These contributors that maybe don't have the dynasty shelf life to uh, the landman, yeah, send surging. someone a landman that's struggling with the you know at linebacker. I mean, send the Landon Roberts. I mean, this guy's going to get ninety percent of snaps. He was a guy you I remember were excited about before the season started. Yeah. Send someone a landman. Yeah, send someone the landman. Uh, <laughs> and then, but Roberts wasn't getting the snaps. But this is how these things go. Injuries Christian happen Rose, boom. every season, and. Yeah. Um, this is now going to be a Landon Roberts job. So Blake Cashman, not for long. Cashman it's over. Yeah, it's Jover for all. Cashman, <laughs> Barry man took out Cashman and is hooking up with Landman. 
<laughs> hey, a, lot of, man. a lot of men. Um, let's move on to the next game, though. Addy, it was your Vikings, led by Joshua Dobbs, the pastronaut. Dobbs season. Getting the 27-19 victory over the New Orleans Saints, who, uh, I mean, Jameis, it, talk about Jover. It might be Jover for Jameis Winston because that dude just throws up some prayer balls. Um, but Derek Carr knocked out of this game. Dobbs, um, I mean, Dobbs is going to have you all right in that playoff hunt because the NFC is not great. So I really do think the Vikes have a chance here to uh, maybe make the playoffs. Uh, but let's talk Saints headline first. Demario Davis has cemented himself back in the circle of trust while Pete Warner is well and truly on the outside looking in. Demario Davis, 20.25 points in Week 10, 17.17 points per game average the last five games. Nine tackles, a TFL, a sack, and a QB hit. Whereas Pete Warner, nine points in Week 10, 7.24 points per game, averaged the last five games. Terrible. Six tackles, a TFL. Get the hell out of here, Forever. Pete Warner. And then the two uh, cornerbacks balled out this week as well. Paulson Adebo, 17.25 points. He's probably been the CB1 yeah. over the last five weeks, I would say. He's been up there for sure. Absolutely on fire. 19.29 points per game, average the last five games. And then Elante Taylor, Addy, he's back. This was Jake's start at DB this week. Make sure you're checking out the Sunday morning live stream. Jake is going to be in there answering all your questions. We had some offense. We had some IDP. We had some dynasty questions. Mm -hmm. So please come on over. It's going to start about 9 a.m. Central Time. Today's episode ran for about an hour. Jake was solo this week. He's going to have some guests coming up here in the future. So stop by. It's a great way to kick off your Sunday morning and get those IDP lineups right. So, yeah, shout-out Jake for calling out Elante Taylor. Uh, he had 16.75 points, five tackles, a TFL, and two PDs. Vikings, though, fellas, keep your eyes on Ivan Pace if Jordan Hicks is expected to miss extended time. Uh, Ivan Pace had 5.25 points in this game, uh, five tackles, but the leading scorers, Byron Murphy, cornerback, great option in CB-required leagues, 25.15 points, three tackles, a TFL, a pick, and three PDs. Daniil Hunter, man, I think he's still the sack leader for the league this season. 17 points, 18.35 points per game the last five games, two tackles, a TFL, a sack, and three QB hits. And then Makai Blackman was number three. Addy, I'll turn to you since this is your squad. Who do you want to talk about first from Saints Vikings? Uh, I guess we can – I'm thinking about Cameron Bynum at the moment. He had a tough game, uh, 6.8 points this week. He only had three tackles. I was I was thinking he's a pretty good sell, you know. Oh, 100%. I mean, this is someone you should be looking to unload. I mean, he's – the tackle numbers are ridiculous, especially for the way he plays. Um, I just don't think this type of play is sustainable. So I think it would be a great time to cash in off of him. Um but yeah, Daniel Hunter continues to be awesome. I think what this is, ten sacks on the on the season. I think maybe eleven. Maybe eleven. I think it's eleven. So I think that leads the NFL. Pretty so sure that's what they said on the broadcast. He's crushing it. DJ Wanham continues to be pretty impressive. I mean, he's had four really nice spike weeks: thirty-seven points in week four, nineteen in week six, twenty-five in week eight, and then fifteen this week. So I mean, that's that's extremely useful. Um, Josh Metalis continues to be really good. Mm -hmm. Another nice game, five tackles, 14.75 points. So, um, yeah, uh, 
the IDP side for for Minnesota has been pretty good. Yeah, Ivan Pace has a chance to be huge. Yes, you know this. And Jordan was, Hicks is out, which this is what happens. And he's Older probably players, on waivers. Yeah, you get know. banged up. Yeah, Bible. I think Ivan Pace probably got dropped in a lot of leagues because he started off hot. Mm-hmm. Everyone was hot in the pants for Ivan Pace because he was this UDFA. I dropped him in a shallow, yeah. you know, like a, a shallow dynasty league. Sometimes you got to. Yeah. Sometimes you got to make those There's tough cuts. decisions Those out RSO there, leagues where you only have like 45 guys. I mean, he's, yep. he was kind of tough to hold in some of those leagues like because there was a ton of talent out there. Hey, I held him all year in XFFL. Did you? No, you oh, didn't. yeah. So you're you really? you're you're oh, excited yeah. about this news. Well, I don't you, know. There's just been that weird like, I don't know. I don't know what it is about not wanting to drop him. There's been that weird thing all year with him where it's like, don't drop him. Don't drop him yet. Like Macri, Macri's in there. Maybe He's that's it. Maybe Macri's in my you head. You knew he would get scooped up immediately. Maybe Macri's in my head. That's yeah. That's well, quite and also it. like we've seen what the potential can be. Like we know Ivan Pace is a playmaker. He's just yeah. He's you know there's a a log jam with Jordan Hicks in front of him right now. But now that guy's gone. So I think it could be Ivan Pace Junior season. I expect the defense to stay pretty much the same there in Minnesota, don't you? Even with Hicks going out, Pace can probably still Pace steps pe- right in. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they really move to like a two linebacker role. I think they're going to continue to roll out Bynum, uh, Metellus, and yeah. Harrison Smith. Yep, I agree. Well, just remember, folks, Brian Asamoah season <laughs> is coming. No, it's not. We just have to be patient. Ivan Pace, 84% of the snaps today. Jordan Hicks played 42% of the snaps. Troy Dye played Troy 24% Dye. of that the snaps. That is a throwback right Shout there. Shout out Macri for those snaps. Wow, wow, wow. So, Demarno Davis has four sacks on the season, so he's I'll, heating he, up. He continues to – he's done that every single year, it seems. Like, at least get five sacks. So, back to um, the first game. We were talking about Alandon Roberts. Is Yes, he played 96% of the snaps today. But Mark Robinson played 60% of the snaps for the Steelers with Quan uh, Alexander out. He's, so, he's a very hot waiver ad this week. He got I, a lot of run last year, yeah. too. I, I'll be very curious if the Steelers don't work out some free agent linebackers. I'm not sure who's still out there on the street, but – that just feels to me like they want to get somebody else in that room. Well, Jaylen a lot Smith of the guys. Have, I was going to say Deion Jones is now Rashawn Evans off the is market. Signed. Blake Martinez. Blake Martinez is signed. <laughs> yeah. So there's not a lot of guys left, but so I don't know who it would be, but it just feels like somebody's Michael Kaiser. There you go. Let's throw it way <laughs> back. Sir. Let's see if Cato June's available. Your reader. Next game up here, boys. We have the Texans in a thriller, knocking off the Bengals thirty to twenty-seven. And on the Texans side, let's talk about Will Anderson. His Bust. yeah, his future does look bright <laughs> as a top five dynasty edge asset, uh, but he's a volatile play in redraft. He might be worth sitting down for a safer, more consistent option. I agree. Four point seven five points this week. Seven point eight. Average the last five games, just one tackle, two QB hits. So it was even worse if you're not in a QB hits league, which is what big three scoring is. But uh, the stars for the Houston Texans in this win, we mentioned Sheldon Rankins, 41.75 points, five tackles, two TFLs, three freaking sacks, a forced fumble, and four QB hits. DeAndre Houston Carter, 20.05 points. Uh, seven tackles, a pick, a PD, and then Jonathan Grenard. Hello, 17.55 points, 19.56 points per game. Average the last five games. Babo, Jonathan Grenard's heating up a little bit. Heating up. Boy, he been hot. He boiling. He been hot. He ain't heating up. Let's look at the log. I'm curious what the old log looks like here. Dude, so. over the last four weeks, he has four sacks. This gives him seven sacks on the season through week 10. 
Jonathan Grenard, man, they he uh, he might be a guy. He, he might uh, be a guy down there in Houston. He had a little bit of a lull week two and week three. He went for about twenty points week one, but then week four onwards, these are the logs are the the outputs here in big three scoring: thirty two point zero five, ten point two five, nine point five. 35.5, and 17.55. Come on. That's a very usable IDP asset right there. Hey, Will Anderson or Jonathan Grenard? For this season, it's definitely Grenard. And we'll buy Dynasty. Well, yeah, obviously, it's Will Anderson. <laughs> is it? Yes, is it? Is. Hey, Bobby's going to be the same people. Same people yeah. said Bijan, too. Let's go back to the Mach 2.0 <laughs> discussion, Bobo. Jameer Gibbs is looking pretty good. Nah, I like Grenard, You need man. to jump back and Reddit and let these people know. I need to look and see what Grenard's like ADP was in a bunch of these best balls, but Grenard is elevating me in a bunch of them, I'd say. Yep. Oh, dude, it was probably like DL 50 to 60, I'd probably. say. Probably. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was down there. That little glow up a year or so ago was not maybe just glow up. Maybe there was a little something to it. Maybe there's a little something, something to hey, it. Hey, but let's talk about it. Uh, Jalen Petre didn't do anything today. Basically, yeah. I kind of looked him up on Twitter. Ofer, right? Yeah, just zero. I mean, basically people saying that he was like misaligned. He was just like. Um, oh, he didn't play well. Yeah. Just Ooh, not good. Bad performance. I don't really know how many snaps he played. But, um, yeah, that's concerning. That's concerning because uh, Petre is kind of one of those safeties that I thought, I've got him in XFFL and. It's like, all right, well, we got Petre. We're we're gonna be okay. And it's like, oh gosh. Yeah. Petre, are you gonna be okay? Yeah, I was looking it up for you. Jonathan Grenard was edge forty eight, DL sixty four. Look at Adam. Wow. He said and edge then, 50. Uh, Petre was uh safety two, D B two. Oh geez. Dude. So you are and this was going around uh TJ Edwards, Christian Wilkins, Jalen Petre. Uh, DeForest Buckner, Frankie Louvu, C.J. Mosley. That is a brutal pick Dude, and you think in the about, midst of those guys. You think about the DBs that we're talking about this year that have been good. I mean, like Cam Bynum, was he even drafted really late maybe? Yeah, was, probably not. You I know? mean, I think the if he was safety 77, DB 131. I don't think most people were projecting the three safety looks. I think yeah, a lot yeah. of, there's oh. a lot of Metellus hype, you oh, know. Yeah, so I yeah. mean, I th- no one really knew what that was going to how mm-hmm. that was going to be. Everyone's yeah. drafting Harrison Smith, of course. Mm-hmm. There but there was some talk about, you know, like Lewis Seen, you know, still mm-hmm. that's definitely over at this point, but Yeah, that's it's it's very over for Lewis Seen. Fade DB. Man, fade DB. You just look at let's see where Dax Hill. Like let's yeah. look where a lot of these guys were taken. So Dax Almost Hill was he, safety thirty two, DB thirty eight, one ninety five overall. Uh, I don't even think there's I've, certain ones to fade, right? Like uh, like sure Antoine Winfield, like guys like that that have proven it for like three or four years. Like I okay, I'm, I'm good with them. Yep, you yep. know, Baker's Fitzpatrick's Reed Blankenship was safety sixty, DB ninety six, two thirty eight overall. The and the, the Briskers that, that, that crush immediately. Mm-hmm. You know. But then, like, they have their – they're in kind of volatile situations. Like, Petre immediately sees a, a coaching change, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Brisker, he's probably going to go through some turmoil at some point, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. It's just – it's a – you know. it's in a, Safety's in a weird spot right now. Let me give you a break, and let's talk about the other side of this game because we'll talk about a few more DBs. Uh, Cincinnati's defense is just as condensed as their offense uh, for fantasy points with a start your studs style. Type of play. That's right. Top three here for the Bengals IDPs. Cam Taylor-Britt, cornerback, 27.25 points in Week 10. He's averaging 16.8 points per game in the last five. He had nine tackles and INT and two PDs this week. Mom's meatloaf, Logan Wilson, 17.25 points in Week 10. He's been 15.87 average over the last five. He had five tackles, a half sack. 
forced fumble and a PD today. And then Dax Hill, the safety there, 15.25 points in Week 10, 10.98 points per game over the last five. Seven tackles, two PDs. Um, all those guys, decent uh, 60-ish uh, overall PFF grades on the season. So, you know, Cam taylor Britt and Dax Hill, two more defensive backs that um, are really good for us so far in 2023. Um, but again, probably guys that weren't super on our radar. You know, there was a lot of movement last offseason for those safeties, um, Vaughn Bell and Jesse Bates. Um, getting shipped off last offseason. So we didn't really know what Dax Hill was going to look like, even though he was a little bit of a higher-drafted safety by the uh, the Bengals two years ago. But then Cam Taylor-Britt was kind of a guy that, you know, kind of a little bit out of left field. I mean, maybe you all had a little bit um, better, you know, plug on him. You yeah, know, Addy Flag little, Had him on them. the radar. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm just saying, but Flag even like further on this offseason, most people probably weren't drafting him in like, yeah, he you was, know, May as – he I didn't was, think he was going to do what he's done this year. He was CB, CB twenty up with them uh, in those best balls. Well, it's funny. Guess who he was right next to in the ADP? Justin Matabike. Well, it's just. I mean, yeah. it was. Uh, I think you could kind of see the glow up coming. I sure. mean, he finished the year last year strong. Uh, had a nice, you know, a nice postseason as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, second round pick, like performed well, looked good, and then you saw the way he produced. He was he was a type of asset you wanted to have. I mean, I, I had him. I've got him pretty much in every single league. I just didn't see league. this. This is elite. Yeah. I mean, like, where is he as far as cornerbacks are concerned? I mean, even say, freaking DBs are concerned. He's got to be top. Listen, folks, he's he's, he's been top six all offseason for me. So I wanted to look here at his recent, he has been. recent like run of logs. So since week four, 10.5. 22.35, 29.15, 9.512, and then 27.25 points. Golly. Cam, Ta- Cam Taylor-Britt has been on fire here since week four. Very That's probably good. top five cornerback oh, yeah. uh, since week four, I would say. Yeah, I'd say so. Solid. So uh, No Sam Hubbard in this game, I don't believe. So uh, you would have liked to have seen like one of these other young guys step up and do something, but I don't think they did. Nope. The dude who uh, hit Mahomes late in Joseph the postseason Osai. hasn't done anything mm-hmm. this year. No. And then Miles Murphy has gotten very little play as well. Correct. Uh, it's, it's really just Hubbard and Hendrickson. Yep. That's getting getting uh, and Logan Wilson. Run. Wilson's got run. you know several sacks on the season. Yeah. Uh, Logan Wilson has Pratt's been, been good. He had another yeah. fine week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where is I'm curious where Logan Wilson is right now in terms of uh, LB finishers on the season because he's probably I think he was just outside the top twelve last we looked. I bet after this week he's probably eleven or twelve. He's 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 pushing. Mom's meatloaf is getting some seriously nice cuts of like beef in there. This I is a, this is a good looking meatloaf. <laughs> yes, Addy, were you going to say something? It's like he's sixteen. Sixteen among mm-hmm. linebackers. Okay, that was before this week. Before this week, I I bet you he's cracked top yeah. twelve. He might climb a little bit. Uh, even yeah. though a lot of our we've got some good performances, yeah, I was gonna though, say a lot of our him. good linebackers, they've all um, pretty much had solid weeks. Mm-hmm. We're very good. So let's talk about the next game, though, and we are going to another barn burner. It is the Cleveland Browns coming back to get the 33-31 victory over the Baltimore Ravens. Headline for the Browns: Don't be fooled by the last five game average for JOK. <laughs> he is about as stable as a house of cards. Boo. 22.2 <laughs> points in Week 10. 12.55 average the last five games. Uh, he had seven tackles, two TFLs, half a sack, one PD, one QB hit. The leader in this game was actually Greg Newsom. 26.15 points, 
two tackles, a pick, half a sack, a defensive touchdown, a PD, a QB hit, and then Miles Garrett just continues to do the damn thing. He is probably DL two or three uh, over these last few weeks here. Um, 20.53 points per game average the last five games. He had 18.6 this week, three tackles, a TFL, a sack and a half and two QB hits. Ravens headline, this week he put up his third sack in his last four games. Can we start to trust Odafe Owe? 18.9 points, four tackles, one sack, one forced fumble, two QB hits. Top three for the Ravens, Kyle Hamilton with a walk-in. Pick six off a tip ball. Just an amazing play for the young man from Notre Dame. Uh, 33.8 points in week 10. Just 9.7 over the last five, though. He had eight tackles, a pick, a defensive touchdown, a PD, QB hit. Jadavion Clowney continues to be a really solid option there for you as well. 25.9 points this week. 9.41 average the last five games. He had six tackles, two TFLs, two sacks, two QB hits, and then Roquan Smith decided to have 21 tackles this week. 22.75 points, 10.9 points per game average the last five games. Addy, where would you like to start in this one? First off, shout out to Varn for the Roquan Smith pick. He, Whoa, Zach Wilson, I th- no look. I thought about I thought about Justin Varn after cool. uh, this game because he was a little nervous taking over nine and a half and probably cleared that by halftime, yeah. I'd say. Yeah, smashed it. 21 tackles, just insane for Roquan. And Roquan was due for a big one. Jadavion Clowney continues to be really solid, you know, 25-point ga- uh, game here. That is his third game over 20 points this season. Um, Kyle Hamilton... I think I mean, is he the is he the uh, safety one in dynasty? I mean, I think it's time to have that conversation. I mean, Derwin had a nice game this week. Derwin's also twenty six. Yeah, no, he's older than that. Twenty seven, maybe. Derwin's twenty seven. Mm. Kyle Hamilton's twenty two. I mean, he would be my number one, but I know that probably ruffles some feathers. Um, some Macri feathers. But uh, you I know. think Macri would have him probably top. Uh, he Kyle loves Hamilton Kyle Hamilton three. too. Yeah, I don't think both. I don't think we're. Uh, I don't know if you're putting him ahead of. I could gonna have a hard time putting him at one over Derwin. Yeah, that's for the brand. But I think in his heart, if you were to give him truth serum, I think it's probably Hamilton. Five, I mean, yeah, got five years on him. Derwin does, mm-hmm. and plus, I mean, Hamilton looking really, really good. How he many had a forty-eight many? point game week three, uh, then sixteen week four, ten week five. 11 in week seven. And that's the thing, too, with Hamilton. 33.8 this week. If you have some games like that where you put up that many points, that's a, that's a, that elevates you in the DB market for me. That probably wins you a week if you've got this kind of Kyle Hamilton type performance. Absolutely. And well, and we see the defense he's on, Mm -hmm. on an awesome defense, going to be set up to make a lot of plays, going to be kind of a guy that can, be forgotten about, you know, sift through cracks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Highly drafted, mm-hmm. uh, huge frame, like an ideal, like the most he ideal looks like frame. A yeah, he's he's essentially a linebacker. So I mean, like just a perfect, uh, as far as like prospect, non paper, and all that stuff, like perfect uh, asset for safety. He's what we wanted Isaiah Simmons to be. Exactly right. Yeah. Just yes. you know, and how you look at the way he makes plays up near the line of scrimmage that week that he had the big boom week was against the Colts. He had mm-hmm. three sacks on Gardner Minshew mm-hmm. this week. He's on the line of scrimmage. How many players can get their hands up, tip that ball, look up, catch it, and then go into the end zone? Yeah, that's a really difficult play yeah. to do. And Kyle Hamilton made it look easy. So yeah, he's my dynasty safety one for sure. But uh, let's answer Arn's question here. Odafe Owe, trust level on Owe? Yeah, 
I mean, I feel good about Owe. I think he's a he's a fine start. I mean, he's he's you know a top three edge on that team. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's you know it's him, it's Van Noy, and it's uh, Clowney. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, Owe has been has been solid since returning from injury. What a weird defensive line. Yeah, <laughs> effective though. Yes, I mean, this is what they do. The Ravens just bring in veterans, and those guys just produce because it's. Very good coaching. Keep in mind, uh, the IDPshow.com, Adams ranks, Odafe Owe had a 9.95 RAS. Yes. We all were hopeful. He had no sacks in college, though, right? Uh, As a senior year. Senior year. He did actually have, Mm -hmm. I think, sacks like junior and sophomore year. But, yeah, for the most part, he was not very productive in college. Uh, Gosh, dude, do you know what his 40 was? Oh, it was like a four three or four four, four. three seven wow. forty monster. Well, it, it'd be nice. I mean, we I, I had kind of given up Odafe Owe, left him for dead. He's but, still super young though, right? What yeah. is he, Bob? Is are you in there? Yeah, give me a second. Well, we'll he's kind of in the bucket with me of like Kenneth Murray, and this has been the season where some of these guys have stuck the hand up out of the ground and come up out of the grave. Twenty four point nine. Twenty four point nine. Yeah, and uh, just in a great situation, learning from some solid vets. I mean. We gotta we gotta give guys like Oa, you know, these Uber time. athletes. Just let's give them some a little bit longer release. I like that, Adam. Nope, out, yeah. done, like dead. Thank you. Uh, hey, no, of- no. Let's talk about it real quick because I I uh, I wanted to ask y'all, Justin Matabuque, Matabuque, good dude. How I mean, top ten defensive tackles. Where is he at? I mean, he's probably the waiver out of the year for defensive yes. tackle. Oh, 100 percent. There's yeah. no doubt. Yeah. I mean, but he's not cracking really the top. Probably ten as far as dynasty defensive tackles. Joshua, Eddie, we had this conversation. Defensive tackles loaded right now. Joshua. He's right there on it. Yeah, he's 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 around it. I mean, he's. He, I remember we had this conversation a couple weeks ago. I was like, yeah, you're right. Like I'm not putting him over some of these guys that haven't performed as well this season. All right, let's play it then. Uh, Deron Payne, or do you want more? Um, Payne. Yeah, it's tough. That's that's the probably the one where it's like there's a there're gonna be a few of these where it's very close. What do you say? Payne. Jonathan Allen. Allen. DeForest Buckner. Buckner. Uh Dexter Lawrence. Sexy Dexy. Aaron Donald. Donald. I mean Donald just until the end of his career. Mm-hmm. Uh Christian Wilkins. Wilkins. Chris Jones. Jones. Ed Oliver. Ed. Um Zach Allen. I'd go Matt BK there. Justin Hargrave, or Javon Hargrave. Mm, Hargrave. Probably Hargrave. You, you cool with that, Addy? What about Kalaja Kansi? Kansi's like rising Kansi. up the ranks a lot. Jalen Carter's uh, probably definitely above him as well. I have Kansi ahead of him. Wow, you of have my... Ed Oliver DT1. No, you don't. You don't. Sorry, I was reading this wrong. Sorry, guys. Don't freak out. My freak God, out. what a hot take. There's still Quinn and Jalen and Jeffrey Simmons. Sorry. But yeah, Simmons. I mean, uh, Ed Oliver's up to the He's four. DT four. I mean, he's still really young, too. So. Matt Abiquay just, just got been, paid, too. Been insane. Yeah. He's I've, been awesome. Yeah, he's definitely. I just, with these waiver guys, like, I just I just want to see it. Like, I have more confidence in a lot of these other guys because we've seen more. The track record is longer for these other guys as far as IDP production is concerned. Do you think for that defensive line, it's a little bit of a, um, you know, who's around them? They're just kind of benefiting from playing with good it's players right now. just a great right defense. Yeah, Always benefiting yep. from Van Noy. Van Noy's benefiting from playing beside Roquan. You know, I think they're all just kind of helping each other out. They're all just smart football players. Yes. Know what to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, well coached, good situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, it's a, 
Yeah. That's a Super Bowl caliber caliber defense, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Oh yeah. So like let's it. let's put a bow on the Browns conversation as well. Trust level. Do you trust any of these no. linebackers? No, Anthony Walker screwed me pretty bad. Made me look real bad for the show. Thanks yep. for that, buddy. Yeah. You go down the Anthony Walker trail though. You might end up lost in the woods, naked and afraid. Yes, sir. And that's where you found yourself today. Very scared today, no Very doubt. Very scared. So let's move to the next game, gentlemen. The uh, Tennessee Titans recently named Will Levis as their new starter over Ryan Tannehill. But today it was Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers getting the 20-6 to victory over the Titans. <laughs> Titans headline, no player is perfect. Don't get all shy with Aziz Alshair just because he had a down game. 4.5 points in Week 10, but a 16.7 points per game average over the last five games, just six assists. And then the top three for the Titans, Harold Landry, 21.45 points, nine tackles, a TFL, a sack, and two QB hits. Roger McCreary has been a very solid cornerback option, 22.2 points, uh, 12.55 average the last five games. Uh, Tyre Tart was number three, 16.95 points. On the Buccaneers' side of things, this is where I want to start, Addy. Kalijah Cansey is starting to put out a few good games, and looking at the rest of his schedule, it looks set up to continue after the San Francisco game. Kalijah Cansey, 13.75 points in Week 10. He was Jake's start of the week at DL. 8.46 points per game average the last five games. Three tackles, two TFLs, two QB hits. Antoine Winfield Jr., people, number one for the Bucks, 20.8 points in Week 10, 13.53 average the last five games, six tackles, a pick, a PD, and a QB hit. Devin White, his second good game in a row, 20.6 points in Week 10, four tackles, a TFL, a sack, a PD, and two QB hits, and then Yaya Diaby. What's up, Yaya? 18.2 points, two tackles, two TFLs, a sack, two QB hits, Kalijah Kansi, Addy is heating up. You got to feel pretty good about this guy. I think he's going to get some run here near the end of the season. Yeah, I feel great about it. He's definitely going to get some run. Um, and, yeah, I expect him to produce. I mean, that's why they took him, I think it was 18th overall. I, I think, think so. Right? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, really good athlete. Uh, expect big things for for Kansi through his career. Um, also want to touch on uh, Winfield, obviously awesome. I mean, just same old, same old with him. Nice to see Devin White start to bounce back and, and put some usable weeks out there for us. Yaya Diaby. Love to see this. Another guy that should have a nice opportunity there. I mean, Joe Tryon is kind of mad, I think, at this point. But Diaby, he was their third-round pick out of Louisville. Shout yes. out. Shout out the Bluegrass State. But uh, he was also an uber athlete, 9.87 RAS. So, you know, we'll see what he does with uh, with his with – his, with his opportunity down the stretch, but I mean, this is a great start. I mean, this, I think this was probably his, maybe his first sack on the season. Maybe he's had, maybe he's had one. It feels like it's probably his first. Shaq Barrett got another sack. We should mention. He's been pretty solid. Yeah. Too, he's Shaq come Barrett. on here recently. He, he sucked to start the season, but he's come on. Uh, Kalijah Kansi was picked 19 of the 19. first round of the Tampa mm. Bay Buccaneers. Big Bob Spillane just had a pick here to seal the game for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, it looks like. Spillane's been very good this year. Yeah. yeah. So uh, good to have him holding down the fort with some of the other Raiders linebackers shuffling in and out. Uh, but, yes, Devin White, Bobo, mm-hmm. what's your feelings on Devin White here after two 20-point games back-to-back? It feels like a good sell window. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fine, but, I mean, four tackles, one TFL, and one sack. You know, majority of that's – majority of those points are coming from the sack, you know, four tackles, not that impressive. Um, I don't know. 
I'm not buying into Devin White at this point. I think we've seen enough bad that maybe he turns it back around, and and in Dynasty, he's a LB2. Um, But while you can maybe get paid like he's flirting with an LB1, I would cash out. Yeah, I think if you can cash out, uh, hopefully your league's trade deadline has not uh, expired at this point. And you can maybe move Devin White with the narrative being, oh, look, he's coming on. The old Devin White's shining through. Uh, so that's the Tampa Bay side of things. Addy, how do we feel about Harold Landry? Uh, got himself a TFL and a sack, 21.45 points. Been a little up and down this season, but um, feels like a nice DL 2-3 option for you down the stretch. Definitely. That was to be expected. You know, recovering from the ACL, we thought it might take until, you know, midpoint of the season for him to kind of look like his old self. And what do you know? He kind of looks like his old self. Four sacks in his last four games. Um, Yeah, 19 points in week six, 27.3 in week eight, 2.75 in week nine, but 21.45 this week. So, Love to see it with Landry. Mm-hmm. Um, he was someone that, um, you know, at least in years past, and I think he's kind of he's kind of mm-hmm. getting back to that. I mean, the tackle numbers are starting to, to creep back up, but he was a guy that would give us, you know, yeah, a really great nice tackle tackles, floor. You know, between eight to ten sacks, but I mean, just a ninety really, plus percent of snaps. Yeah, he I, was like a Max Crosby light. Exactly. Yeah, and so he's he's still young. He's he's still under contract. Uh, a, a really big contract, you know, I think uh, he got that big deal and then tore his ACL. And tore his ACL, so, yep. unfortunate timing, but... Um, At least he got paid before. Yeah, and I think Landry, I think you can expect him to uh, to finish the year strong and still be a nice little asset for you in Dynasty. There you go. Let's move to the next game. 49ers just absolutely pistol-whipped. The Jacksonville Jaguars 34-3. to Headline for the 49ers, we finally got the Bosa boom game, and it came in the first game with Chase Young. Chase Young had 7.4 points in Week 10, and Nick Bosa went for 29.5. Three tackles, a TFL, one and a half sacks, one forced fumble, one fumble recovery, a PD, two QB hits. And uh, Javon Hargrave next to him, 21.8 points. Uh, He got himself four tackles, a TFL, a sack and a half, and three QB hits. And then Fred Warner just continues to be a top five LB for IDP this season. 21.45 points in week 10, 20.9 points per game. Average last five games, seven tackles, a pick, a PD, QB hit. Bobo, Chase Young comes in. Nick Bosa has his best game. Coincidence, question mark? Uh, Probably not. Probably not. Chase Young has looked really good this year. You know, we had that uh, discussion on week seven preview. Do you want Chase Young or do you want the then Montez Sweat on the Washington Commanders? Um, You went Chase Young. I went Montez Sweat. I think they both actually had a sack that game as well. But no, Chase Young's played really well so far this season. And Chase Young is going to be an upgrade over anything that Nick Bosa has had. um, Clellan Farrell. Um, Who was the other guy there? Drake Jackson. Yeah, Drake Jackson. Didn't do a whole lot. So, yeah, I mean, not only Javon Hargrave in the middle, but now having some – I mean, gosh, Chase Young's a first-rounder. I know he might not be, like, elite Chase Young because I feel like, you know, he's still a little bit hobbled by that injury, but um, he's continuing to work through it. And 
the 49ers, if, um, you know, you kind of felt like this game was going to happen. You, f- you felt like this was going to be a get-right game for Purdy. Um, Just a washout. I mean, you saw. They're, they're going to be in the postseason, and this is not a defense that I would want to uh, have to play against. To you saw you. Bosa and Chase Young meet at the quarterback. I yeah. think it was a strip sack on Trevor Lawrence. I mean, this is what they wanted when they went and traded for Jaguars Chase Young. are going to be a postseason team. I mean, that's what that's what you're going to get in January. We've seen two games of Montez Sweat now. Two stinkers. Yeah. Two big stinkers. Uh, you still feel the same. You still want Montez Sweat so Macri, over Chase Young in Dynasty? Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely you, want, not. you want Young I want in, in Dynasty. Macri, Chase Young now. I mean, not only that, but I mean, like, wow, Montez Sweat has Yannick Ngakwe. You, you got, he's on a, he's on, he is the focal point on a bad defensive line. It was a big Whereas downgrade he, for Sweat, and I think it's an upgrade for Chase Young. He's getting a bag, so good for him. But you're exactly right. I mean, you had Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen alongside Chase Young. Uh, that was a great defensive line. I think we probably had a little conversation about that in the offseason of like, wow, the Commanders might have one of the best lines in the league. I think, should Chase Young go to arguably a better defensive line in San Francisco? That's what I was yeah. just thinking. Like, yeah. where do they rank now as far as, like, we, we need to we need to do that. Just top defensive lines right now. Right Yeah, see, see how everything looks at this because point. Because you got Hargrave, you got Bosa, you've got that's, Chase Young. That's up there. That's, and now Drake Jackson and Clellan Farrell don't have to be that edge, too. They can be these nice rotational pieces that help keep those guys Drake fresh. Drake Jackson went on IR, I saw. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, dang. So so I don't know if that's for being a crybaby or not. Crybaby? I mean, he's got to be a little upset that they brought in Chase Young. Yeah. So your yeah. your consideration would have to be um, 49ers, Eagles, mm-hmm. Dallas. It's a lot of the same teams that we talked about. A lot of these strong defensive lines. Not New York now. No, probably not now. Hold on, I'm missing something. I mean, Washington's good. totally out of the mix now. I mean, you lose your two edge rushers, it's... It's curtains for them as a top defensive line in the league. You would think it'd be Baltimore with how yeah. bad they've been, but I mean, it's not. That's not really the strength of their team. It's probably oh, the Browns have had a really good defensive line up this there, year. Yeah, yeah, with Okoronkwo and Zarya I would Smith. say it's still probably Eagles and Cowboys for me, and then probably Forty ers You'd have to have a conversation about it, but it's those three. I think it's yeah. yep. tough. So, That's a good question. On the Jaguars side, Fred Warner, though. I mean, yeah. please, good dear God, twenty point nine over the last five. Yeah, Addy, can you look up where Fred is in the like linebacker pecking order before this week? Uh, we'll talk about the Jags here quickly because there wasn't a lot to take away. Uh, again, whenever there's these total just boat race games, just toss it out. Yeah. Uh, don't worry too much. But, I mean, Foyce Deluacan, just salute, my friend. 33.65 points, nine tackles, three TFLs, two sacks, two QB hits. 23.18 points per game average the last five games. The next highest score for the Jags, 11 points from Devin Lloyd, who's averaged about 15 points the last five games. Mm-hmm. And then Rayshon Jenkins, 9.25 points. So not a lot to write home about, but Devin Lloyd has been encouraging since coming back from injury, Bobo. Hey, 14.95 over the last five. Good. 10 tackles this week. 75.8 overall PFF grade. I don't know. I mean. That's not too shabby. Make a note. Make a note. Fred Warner, Eddie, do we have it? He is the LB5 now after this week. Mm. LB5. Love to see it. Fred Warner as a top five IDP linebacker. I didn't, I don't, I really didn't know if we'd ever see the day because he's historically been that like really high end LB2. But uh, this season it's just all come together for him. What's that line we said a lot the last few years about Fred Warner? He's going to age 
very well. I thought it was, what did we do to upset his dad? Mm. Yeah, that is. But also that, yeah. Yeah. And he's, that's that's what you're seeing, I think. Yep. He's going to age very well. That's why he's so high in your dynasty rankings is because, Mm -hmm. yeah, this dude is. He's good. You don't got to worry about him. Like he's a, he's a, a safe, stable asset for probably the next six, seven years. Absolutely. I really do believe that. (laughs) Next game on the list though, was an absolute barn burner. The lions get the 41 38 victory over the chargers on a last second field goal. Uh, Headline from this one, Aiden Hutchinson hasn't recorded a sack since week five. But rest easy, folks. He gets the Bears next week. So Aiden Hutchinson should get off the schneid next week. Just 9.25 points this week. 12.54 average the last five games. Three tackles, three QB hits. Leading scorers from the Lions here. Kirby Joseph, 17.75 points. Seven tackles, a pick, and a PD. Alex Anzalone continues to be a stinky but startable asset. 16.75 points in week 10. 17 average the last five games. Nine tackles, a PD. Two QB hits, and then Cam Sutton, 13.25 points, five tackles, a TFL, and a PD. Chargers after a slow start. Derwin has notched three straight games of 14-plus points per game. He was the leading scorer for the Chargers this time, 19.75 points, 13 tackles, two TFLs. Lohai Gilman, 12.25 in this game, 12.04 average, seven tackles, and a PD. And then Khalil Mack, 10 points in Week 10. 26.51 26.51 points per game average. That has to be looping in that 80 point game still, I feel like, in the oh, yeah. in the five hundred percent five game average. Uh so yeah, let's talk about King Derwin, though, Bobo. Mm-hmm. 19.75 points. We worried about Derwin early in the season. At least he's starting to come on here a little bit recently. Three straight games of 14 plus points per game in the last three for Derwin. Yeah, 13 tackles this week, two TFLs. Um you know, the PFF grade is affected a little bit by, you know, a lot of times Derwin's covering Travis Kelsey. You know, they've got them on, you know, uh, they got Derwin on rough matchups against some of these really good wideouts. Um, yeah, Derwin, 9.82 points per game average over the last five is replicable. You know, I mean, you can find that production not necessarily on the waiver wire, but you can go and trade for 9.82 points per game. Um, Here, here's some context for Derwin. I've got the log pulled up right now. He started the season two back-to-back double-digit outputs, and then he had three straight games under 10 points. But since then, he's had three straight games over 14 points. So for the most part, Derwin has been a very solid uh, like safety one for you outside of a, a few stinkers. Mm-hmm. But um, he's just not feeling like the safety one. Exactly. Good point. Top 12, yes. Safety one, yeah. I think that pinch of disappointment is because he was going around folks like Alex Highsmith, Daniil Hunter, then Derwin James, then Zaire Franklin, Bobby Wagner, Josh Allen, Bobby Okereke, Quay Walker. I mean, mm-hmm. I think, Addy, the pinch that you're feeling with Derwin James is just where you had to take him. He hasn't been that guy. Yeah, that's why we don't take him high. That's right. Talk about love, off season. We'd love Derwin James. Love the talent. Not going to have Derwin but yeah, James. Yeah, we... we uh, you had to get him early on. You had to get him literally when he was a rookie. You had to draft mm-hmm. him in the third or fourth round, which a lot of us did. Bob was loaded up full of them, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, once they, once you miss out, you know, you, we're not going to pay That ship has sailed. I'm yeah. not trying to swim after that thing and climb on board. At pretty much every point, like redraft all of it, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, let's jump back to the Lions real quick, though. Alex Anzalone, 100% of snaps. Jack Campbell, 54%. Derek Barnes, 53%. Malcolm Rodriguez, 7%. Yeah, so this sucks was with uh, Jack Campbell. You know, I thought that we'd see more by this point. Coming out of the bye, I was hopeful. Any concern, though, for Aiden Hutchinson? Been a little quiet here no, recently. No, Lord, no. Yeah. No, not at all. I mean, 15% tackle rate before this week. The PFF grades are great. I think, what, 90.0 overall PFF grade this season. Uh, so n- none at all. I think Aiden Hutchins is going to be fine. That's someone that could really use some help next to him. So hopefully they, they get him some this off season, but yeah, that dude's, um, he's a focal point. I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious when you, when you watch Detroit yes. games, I mean, <laughs> yes. that dude is doing a lot of things, um, on a pretty bad D line. It's not good. He, he doesn't needs have help. a lot of help. I mean, really he's, he's, it's like an, it's like a Brian, Burns type situation. Yeah, it's like amazing it's this team that, has true. been as good as they have yeah, with they a defense that is as poor as they are. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, you're happy. Because here's the thing: they're winning, so I don't think they're going to be changing up the formula anytime soon. No, man. I mean, you got Aiden Hutchinson, and then it's that secondary. Yep, you know? that's it. That's the strength of the team is yep. the secondary. They also put up like forty, or uh, you know, the Chargers put up forty against them. So yeah, it's it's not well, they're they're banged up now. Yeah. That's the point. The strength of the team is the offense, uh, but yeah, on the yeah. defensive side, the strength of the defense is the DBs. I think that's what's mm-hmm. going to allow them to uh, as, as stick as in these games. CD Deuce going to be coming back at any point? I wonder. I thought his injury was season ending, but I. Th- I think Maybe so, it's but not. there was that, some. Man, that'd be so nice if we get him back. It'd be cool. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let's talk about, though, the next game. And, Addy, I know you are excited for this one because we are going to the Falcons-Cardinals game. Another A lot of these games came down to, like, the last minute. This was Kyler Murray's first game back. Another game-winning field goal. I feel like we had at least four of these games because mm-hmm. Texans, Browns, um, we just mentioned another one. Um, the Falcons got a win on a field goal. Uh, the Lions got a win on a field goal. Uh, but headlined for the Falcons, about 71% of Earth's surface is covered by water. The rest is covered by Nate Landman. Shout out, Addy, for this one. Birdman, Birdman. Birdman, Birdman. No, it's Landman, Landman. 33.1 points in Week 10. 14.19 average the last five games. Eight tackles, one TFL, a pick, a sack, a PD, a QB hit. Uh, Birdman, Birdman. Just one more time for the folks at home. Addy, let's pause here and talk about the greatness that has been Nate Landman here recently. Stud. Absolute stud. Yeah, I mean, how did he um, – what was the encore for last week's performance? The 27.7 performance he had in week nine. 33.1 this week, so – also has uh, seems like a knack for making some plays. I mean, to, he had a sack this week. He had a sack the, the previous week. He also had an interception this week. So um, nice to see, you know, a, a guy when he gets his opportunity with Troy Anderson going down, um, he's he's basically been startable every single week. He is you know? this season's Jack Sanders. Dang, you were there before I could get there. He, he is. He really is. And it's I think it's a little bit of like Sanborn on steroids. I mean, some of these mm-hmm. outputs, 27 points, mm-hmm. 33 points. This yeah. is incredible. He's um he's Sanborn with like the uh the tribal tat or whatever. <laughs> the, the, have you seen the tat? I haven't seen the good, tat. Good tat. 
You're noticing tat. a lot of like uh, body, you know, kind uh, of descriptions here. Like you noticed that Tyson Bajet had tiny nipples, sure, and chest tats. <laughs> I mean, got to find ways to identify him. You know, when you're when you got all these props. That's every true. Week. Did you see the guy? My favorite clip on Twitter this week was the guy with the quarterback wristband with all of his prop bets written out on the quarterback <laughs> wristband. That's smart. It's incredible. I mean, you're truly a degen if you have that thing going on. But hey, shout out. He's been so good, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he really has. Caden Ellis, though, came to life in this game as well. 22.05 points, 11 tackles, a TFL, a sack, and one QB hit. Jesse Bates, back from the dead here. 15.25 points, 13 tackles. On the Cardinals side of things, let's do a Buddha Baker dynasty price check. Uh, 10 points in week nine, nine point. Uh, nine points per game average since returning from injury in week seven. He had 10 tackles. What's Buda Baker worth in dynasty right now? And are you trying to sell Addy? I mean, is someone going to give me a second for him? No, I don't think so. So I'm not going to trade him for a third. Just I'm hold just, him. Just going to hold him on my team. I love Buda Baker. He's yeah. a fun player to have. Good locker room presence. Is he a safety one anymore? Probably not, no, but he's a, so. he's a rock solid safety too. I think, you yep. know, so I could see Buddha maybe moving teams here soon. I don't know yeah. what his contract looks like. He wanted a new deal. Didn't get it. With his age, you know, I could see him going to, you know, Eagles, Howie being like, you know what, I'll bring a Buddha in, you know, mm-hmm. just something similar, something similar to where, a, you know, a team would bring, bring a guy like that in to contend. Um, you know, he had 10 tackles a day. He didn't have any big plays to really bolster that, um, you know, that, uh, that point. Um, Ten points oh, no. for this week. He did actually get a um, an extension. Oh, did he? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. So, and you know, is there some juice in that building now with, with Collar coming back and looking pretty solid? Looks pretty good. Hmm. I think it's worth asking. And I thought that they were, you know, pretty good for uh, considering the talent they had and the, and the you know new coach and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, Collar being out the first half of the season, like I thought they did a pretty good job with mm-hmm. with Josh Jobs and all that stuff. So. Uh, yeah, so he did not get an extension. Buda Baker did not, but he did receive a raise uh, in the form of bonuses and incentives this year, $2.4 million. So a free I think, agent this offseason? L- let me look at the actual contract, but he did get a little bit of money from the Cardinals. He requested a trade back in April, um, so he is set to be a free agent in 2025. Okay. So he's got one more year left on his deal. I think that's why he was looking for a new deal. Interesting. So uh, let's talk about, though, a name that we were excited about to start the season but did not show up until this week, B.J. Ojolari, 29.7 points, uh, just 4.4 points per game the last five games. But he went off for eight tackles, two TFLs, two sacks, 17 sack yards, two QB hits. Right behind him, though, the Barbarian, Dennis Gardeck, 21.95 points. <laughs> Good to see him back in the mix as well. Five tackles, a TFL, a sack, a PD, two QB hits. And then rounding out the top three for the Cardinals, 11.25 points from Kaiser White. 14.34 points per game. Average the last five games, 11 tackles. Uh, Addy, BJ Ojolari on the radar. Uh, Could be an interesting little option here as we finish out the season. I agree with you. I think the Cardinals are a bad team. But the juice meter is headed in the right direction now with Kyler back under center. Yeah, this is a great sign. I mean, Ojolari, he's been okay in his limited reps. 11% pressure rate, that's fine for a rookie. Uh, he was their second-round pick out of LSU last year. So, yeah, it's nice to see him, you know, give us two sacks um, in a big spot here. So, I think you're going to see his, his snaps start to tick up. Um, 
I remember someone asked me a question like uh, early on in the season when Ojolari wasn't getting much play time and Dennis Gardeck was. <laughs> they were like, do I drop Gardeck for Ojolari? Uh, and I was like, no, don't definitely don't do that. But glad I did because there was a there, that was a real question, a real yeah. thought that people were having. Because Gardak was balling. Gardak was balling, really. Yeah, he was like a top six, seven edge after those first three weeks. Um, but you know, Gardak's twenty nine, undrafted journeyman, juice type guy, like long uh, hair. Yeah, Ojolari's got a, a a long career ahead of him, tremendous upside, um, decently drafted. You know. He didn't have the measurables that we typically like for draft uh, capital was nice though. Draft capital was nice, but yeah, college production wasn't great. And then that he sucked at the combine. Yeah, I don't know, or maybe pro day. I don't remember which. He might have missed the combine into the pro day, but he did not have a. a he did not have a good. Uh, yeah, whatever that athletic testing. That team is turning over though. I mean, you've got. Uh, they shipped out my J Sanders. Zayvon Collins is a non-factor. They got rid of Simmons. Yeah, I mean, Zayvon Collins not working out. Yeah, they got uh, a journeyman, Kaiser White, who's just familiar with Jonathan Gannon, the head coach there at linebacker. So All those guys will be getting out of there. That's right. Like I think the best is yet to come for B.J. Ojolari. We always talk about it's nice when you see flashes from guys in their rookie season. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if they don't have the type of performances that we want in their rookie year, if they show flashes, that's very encouraging. Bobo, you, I believe, flag-planted mm-hmm. Caden Ellis. Uh, sack total. How are we looking for Caden Ellis it's on sacks so far this year? He's got two. He's got two <laughs> sacks. All right. Well, I think he's been one of the bigger disappointments yeah. thus far this year for IDP. Oh, it's been one of, the, one of the more disappointing free agency signings, I would say, for uh, linebackers yeah. this offseason. Three years, $21 million, I think it was. Too much money. Yeah. This Falcons team is you know, uh, I was pretty think- bad. I was thinking, too, I got on Tankathon. Um Kyler's kind of protecting himself. You know, he can keep Arizona from really getting that, you know, quarterback they're needing. Yeah. If you want to push him out, if you want to keep yourself there and not be in a new situation. Get you a couple wins. Get you a couple wins, push him out of the Drake May, Caleb Williams sweepstakes. Get you four wins, you're probably safe at that point. I agree. They're two and eight right now. Also want to give a shout-out to Richie Grant. He's been really solid. He lately. has, yeah. He's been really good. Another nine-tackle game, just, you know, 10.25 points, but – yeah, nine tackles this week, eight last week, eight the week before that, eight the week, eight, uh, eight the week before that. So, so he's just scored eight, 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 eight. Yes, the whole he's, season. He's tearing yeah. it up right now, man. Ocho. Yep. What Richie. is that? Eight points per game that's, average. That's I thirty-three tackles in his last four. Oh, those were the tackle totals. Tackle I thought numbers, that was yeah. the no, point, point output. Yeah, point output uh, in week seven, 18.9, okay. 13.7, 16 in week nine, and then 10.25 this week. Look at Richie Grant. So mm-hmm. he's been good. What's Jesse Bates' uh, log been like? Because I know he started out the year really hot, I think cooled off a little bit, and now had a nice week this week. Yeah, he's he's definitely uh, cooled off a little bit. So looking at, looking at his log since week – let's just go through the whole thing. Yeah. Week one, 34.3. 3.75 in week two, 21.2 in week three, 17.5 in week four. So red hot those first four weeks. So hot right now. 6.5 in week five, 5.25 in week six, seven in week seven, 6.75 in week eight, 12.5 in week nine, 15.25 in week 10. So, yeah, I mean, not getting the big plays, right? That, that's, what, that's the difference. Like at the start of the year, he had three picks through the first three games. And he also had – uh, two forced fumbles to the first four games. So, 
just not getting the big plays. But still, tackle numbers are, are surprisingly pretty solid for Jesse Bates. Yeah, I mean, that. he was inflated those first few weeks because of the picks. Mm-hmm. Right. But the tackles are still pretty consistent. Again, you know, 13 this week, 8 the week before that, 7 in week 8. That's pretty good that's for really Jesse good. Bates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, that's a bad team, though. What are the Falcons? What's the Falcons' record right now? Mm-hmm. They have three or four wins? Somewhere in there. So, that coach is such a dork. Yeah, he really is. I think he's going to get fired. I, I can't really stand do. him. The, like those press conferences are just Arthur awful. Smith. Yes, yeah. dude. Did so, Bijan return kicks today? Yeah, that's what they said, right? Atlanta's four and six. Four and six. That team stinks. I think Arthur Smith's getting fired. Um, I think they're obviously going to be in the quarterback market because they're starting Taylor Heineke over Desmond Ritter right now. So, yeah, good riddance to Arthur Smith. What a dork. I saw um, where Heineke got hurt, and they had to bring Ritter back in for a little bit. Did they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit of humble pie for you. How about that? How's that taste? How is that? So next game, though, fellas, Commanders fall to the Seahawks, 26-29. Was this another field goal game? Was every single game decided by a last-second field goal? Um, commanders side is Casey Tuhill, the edge two roster in Washington with Young and Sweat now departed. 11 points in Week 10. Uh, 7.3, four points per game. Average the last five games. Two tackles, a TFL, a PD. I think the answer is I want none of the Washington edge rushers. Uh, the other commanders scores. Percy Butler was number one, 16.75 points. Benjamin St. Juiced, who has been a very, very good cornerback mm-hmm. option. Johnny actually brought this up in the last cornerback corner episode this week that the only cornerback to hit his projection or surpass it every single week was Benjamin St. Juiced. So mm-hmm. he has been the most consistent corner on the season. 15.85 points per game average the last five. He went for 16 and a quarter this round. Jamin Davis, 16 points, 10 tackles, two TFLs. On the Seahawks side of things, the Seahawks' three best IDP scores are their three highest PFF-graded players. No other NFL team can claim that honor. Bobby Wagner, 23.3 points, 86.8 overall grade on the season. Devon with him, Spoon. Uh, this was another Johnny call out. He just said he had a gut feeling that with him, Spoon was going to go for a big game. And what do you know? 21.75 points, 19.27 average the last five games, five tackles, a forced fumble, three PDs, and then Boye Mafe. We put him on the cover of the start sit thumbnail because he has been red hot. He set the franchise record for Seattle with a sack in his seventh straight game. Uh, five tackles, a TFL, a sack, a PD, and a QB hit. Uh, yeah, with him, Spoon, 80.2 overall grade. Boye Mafe, 81.5 overall PFF grade. Lots to chew on in this episode or in this game, boys. I think let's start on the Seahawks side of things. Boye Mafe has been really, really solid this season, Babo. Dude, he's been awesome. He's been awesome. He's been everything that we that we had hoped Uchenna could be in the follow-up to his big breakout year. Turns out we were right to want a Seahawks edge rusher. It was just Boye Mafe that we wanted. Chew, uh, chew the cud for a minute, Josh, while I look something up. Eddie, what about you? Let's talk about Devon Witherspoon. Uh, probably cornerback one the last five weeks, I would say. Uh, he's definitely up there. I mean, uh, 19.27 average the last five games. That's uh, Oh, that's including the uh, – I think that was – uh, including the big 57-pointer in week four, so that that does help. That does help boost it a little bit. But, yeah, he's been awesome. He's exceeded all expectations. You guys had a fun conversation if he's the Dynasty CB1 on IDP bets. I think it's it's 
no brainer. I don't yeah. think there's really anyone even close to him. I right think now. Um, I want to see what Joey Porter Jr. can do. I yeah. know he's having a nice season in Pittsburgh right now. Deontay Banks is someone that started his career out pretty good. Kenny Moore. I mean, how many years does Kenny Moore have left? I yeah, mean, he's, he's up there in age. That's that's the difference. Fantastic. Right? It's, it's yeah. just that it's age. Yeah, and you know he was a top five pick in the NFL draft. That helps. Um, and he physical. You it's know? it's funny he crowded out the guy that we loved from them last season in Tariq Woolen. Yeah, that with him spoon just came in and stole all the shine off of Woolen. Mm. What up, Bobo? I chewed the cud for as long as I could. It was a little who'd you get, but I couldn't really come up with it. I just I acquired uh, Mafe in XFFL. Um, and I moved Uchenna to do it. Uchenna was kind of expensive. He's like $4 million next year. And I really needed some defensive end production. So, um, yeah, Mafe's been just great. Mafe's locked into your lineups at this point. Oh. If you start two edge rushers slash defensive ends. Absolutely. Yep. Seven sacks in the last seven games. Is that what Crazy. you said? Yep. That's an unreal That's start. a franchise record. Bobby Wagner, I mean, let's yeah. just, the tip of the cap, 16.7 points per game average the last five games. 23.3. He's been, I mean, he's just Bobby Wagner. This is a Hall of Fame caliber, no, just Hall of Fame player um, at the end of his career, but still playing as well as he ever has. Yeah. So congrats to B-Wags on another phenomenal season. Leonard Williams got himself a sack. That was his first one as I a I forgot he Seattle was in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Yep. So that was good to see. Uh, Jermont Jones had a half a sack. So this is a good, this is a good defense. You know, I, I, they haven't really been performing as it as of late but you know a lot of new new pieces a lot of young pieces still kind of probably reeling from the uchina injury um and jamal's healthy jamal's healthy and he's kind of playing okay i think yeah. that team's gonna round into shape i really do i think so too i think they're gonna be there'll be a wild card probably because i don't think they're gonna edge out the niners to mm-hmm. win the nfc west but mm-hmm. i think they'll be a wild card and they will be a very very dangerous team especially if you get you know ken walker and uh Charbonnet running. And if you get uh, JSN's coming JSN on. going, yeah. Lockett, DK. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got all Good the pieces setup. there to have a successful uh, postseason run. And I, I think they'll be a tough out come the playoffs. Um, on the you command- ever, uh, y'all watch much Nate Bargatze? Y'all seen him? The uh, Wasn't he the guy that just hosted comedian. SNL? He's coming to BG, I, th- I think. Yeah. Was he really? That's he was fun. here. I think he was here last year. But, yeah, he was on SNL. Have y'all seen the George Washington skit? I haven't gotten to watch that yet. It's hilarious. They're talking about, like, this great nation and what will this nation be about. And he's talking about, like, you know, I, I believe in this, I believe in that. And he was like, and we're also going to have, like, our own scale of, like, weights and measures. <laughs> and then he talks about, like, football is going to be a sport where uh, – you know, we throw a ball with our hands, and the guys are like, what? There's no kicking? And he's like, no, there's a little kicking. He was like, but you get points for scoring, but, like, you don't get any points for kicking? They're like, yeah, you get points for kicking. Sometimes one point, sometimes three points. He's trying to explain it to his soldiers, and his soldiers are, like, really confused. I did see that part. It you was need to watch a, that it was a very a, That, that, that part of the skit was Today's funny. little uh, episode of Field Goals Winning Games made me think about it. But just uh, Well, I remember Tripp brought this up on uh, the episode that he did last week with John on the PFF pod. Mm-hmm. That, like, this was kind of a, a grosser week in terms of some matchups because we had like the Eagles out, the Chiefs out. Like we had some pretty good teams out this week Rams, on by Miami. Yeah, so yeah, like three of the top probably ten passing offenses were out this week. But he said all the spreads were pretty tight this yeah. week, and I mean we saw it. Most of these games came down to field goals. Except for this next one. Yeah, on the yeah that was the one <laughs> blowout. We'll get to here in a sec. On the commander's side, I mean, is there anything kind of uh, blowing your skirt up here with Washington, Eddie? 
David Mayo thought he'd be a little better than he's been, a little more useful for us. It hasn't been the case. Uh, looking forward to Cody Barton coming back. Hopefully he is coming back. That tells you the state of the Commanders franchise for well, IDP when we're saying to can't Cody wait Barton. for Cody, Farton, Start, and Barton to come back. <laughs> yeah, but that team is... Uh, <laughs> Ron Dunn. <laughs> That's that team for sure. Is Ron Dunn? Ron Dunn in uh, Washington. Ron Rivera. Oh yeah, you think it's I saw some uh, some photoshops with Bill Belichick in Washington. Who's the first coach? Oh going? wow, first coach is already gone. It was Josh Second McDaniels. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. Um, I think um, this is kind of my specialty. I've been thinking about this. I think Arthur Smith is gone. I think Bill Belichick is gone. I think Ron wow. Rivera is gone. Didn't Belichick just get an extension? He did, but I think. Did you see the shot of Kraft in the press box yeah. today in the Germany game? He was like, uh, or in his in his suite, he was just like. You know, just I think he was like, I, something's got to change. And um, I mean, I came yeah, all the way over here for this. He could kind I of mean, put his thumb on the scale and make him get rid of Mac Jones, but like, that's, you know, that's where I'd probably start. I think here's what I would do: if you're not willing to fire Belichick, and I think, I think Belichick's performance these past few seasons would get every other coach in the NFL fired. So let's start there. But I think you have to bring in a real GM and revoke his GM powers. Or bring back Brady. <laughs> God, yeah. Wouldn't that be hilarious? Little reunion tour. Put the band back together. Um, yeah, there's probably some other ones. What about your boy um, in I Carolina? Th- I think Frank Reich may be one and done. Uh-huh. I think that's a very strong possibility. So mm-hmm. that team is really bad. Mm-hmm. Really, really bad. So Just tough because a lot of these rookie quarterbacks have terrible coaches. Now, I have heard an interesting rumor that if Belichick was out, their top choice would be Mike Vrabel. Hmm. So could imagine, they imagine Belichick being on the market though, dude? I know getting the opportunity to go somewhere. I, ruined, that's know. why I think they said that Washington would be a strong contender because if they fire Rivera, which I think they will, they have a new owner, they have a ton of money, mm. and I think they could be like, just name your price, Bill. We'll pay you literally whatever you want. Have y'all seen the stuff about uh, the people there now believe in Sam Howell? Or yeah, I did see that. Good luck with that. Surely yeah. not. That's, you know, that's just, I, I think guess that's, that's what you gotta say. You gotta, yeah. you know, hype your guy say, up. They're gonna say they believe. I think him. that's a shout out to Eric Bieniemy more than it is anything. They have a really good offensive coordinator there. Now. I think if um, Super Bowl winning, if there's yeah. not a Bill Belichick level coach on the market, I think Bieniemy could very well be the head coach of the Commanders mm-hmm. starting yeah. next season. I agree. But if if a Belichick is out there, mm-hmm. just don't be surprised if uh, the new owner is just throwing insane amounts of cash around to get Belichick there. My stupidity is there that much difference in pay between a head coach and like an OC? Uh, yeah, some of these head coaching contracts pretty are, are pretty different. big. Yeah, gotcha. and they're fully guaranteed. So, mm. uh, unlike players, if you get cut, Dude, you're getting that full contract. I don't watch any college they're ball, fired, but I have guess. you seen some of these college football coaches that have been oh, fired? And Jimbo how much Fisher, they still have to be paid, getting like seventy five million over the next five wow. or six years, not to coach Texas A and M. I didn't realize till the other day that uh, John Calipari essentially doesn't have a contract at UK. He can just stay forever. Yeah, he has a forever contract. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't realize really? some of these crazy yes, he does. contracts. So it's like a certain amount every year. If he just he can opt in, I guess. I guess so. It's just, it's not like uh, he has to renegotiate his contract. Yeah, it's like as long as you want to be here, you're going to be here. Wow. Yeah, and just, they're terrible. They've been yeah, bad the last couple of years. Yeah, they haven't been what they used I mean, to be. I don't watch ball, but hey, hey I you keep know up ball. with it. You, you do know, know it. Much. Hey, you don't watch, but you know, you know ball. You know ball. They know it when you, you know. You know. You know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> 
Second to last game here, uh, Giants and Tommy DeVito get absolutely boat raced by the Dallas Cowboys, 49-10. I loved all the DeVito stories this week. Of Why like, is that family flying in? I live with my mom and yeah. dad. My mom's making chicken cutlets. She's doing my laundry. Uh, she's making my bed. I'm like, my man. This is not something you brag about yeah. at whatever, 25 years old or whatever you are. I just saw how many people there like, yeah, we got 30 DeVitos in the stands. Like, y'all came to watch this. You came to watch your son get Micah Parsons relative get, get pantsed on national television. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Tommy DeVito is 25 years old. Wow. Still lives with his parents, That's and uh, they do everything for him, apparently. So maybe they can wipe away his tears after the Cowboys absolutely put one on him. <laughs> Giants headline, though, one seen as a potential top five dynasty safety. How would you rate Xavier McKinney's season so far? Is the ceiling still there? 11.5 points in week 10, 10.6 points per game, average the last five games, 10 tackles, 68 overall PFF grade. How you feel about McKinney? Yeah, I don't care. I don't. He's not. He's not special enough to where like the Giants are like, oh yeah, we got to re up this guy. You know, he's gonna float around. He'll be. He's good enough to float around and yeah. get jobs. Mm-hmm. But I mean, not elite. Right. Not yeah. a keeper. The production's never been elite in any point. So, I mean, he's he's shown us kind of what he is. He's one of these guys that's going to average between 10 and 12 points per game, and that's just nothing to do. We can find those guys. Hyped up and excited. Yeah. You know? the, the bloom's off the rose, and I think we'd be better served as an IDP kind of populace to just let things go, like let go of our priors, be willing to change our mind when new evidence is presented, and – Xavier McKinney just hasn't been that guy for a while now, Bobo. The cards are kind of stacked against him, too, because I think he tore his ACL before he really got going his rookie year. So um, people have kind of always thought that he'll come back around to that that draft capital. But it's just, you're right, not there. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. He's not that guy, and it's okay. Uh, Top scorers for the Giants, someone named Darnay Holmes, Mm -hmm. uh, 18.6. Somebody named Cordell Flott, Mm -hmm. 14.6. And then Bobby Okereke continues to be very solid. 13.7, five points, 11 tackles, and a QB hit. Read that points per game over the last five. Yeah, 19.84 points per game average the last five games. 10 tackles, or 11 tackles, and a QB hit. Cowboys side of things, Sam Williams seems like the obvious DeMarcus Lawrence replacement for the future, but how are you handling him this season? 12.8 points in week 10. I think he had a nice game last week, Addy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Two tackles, a TFL, a sack, and a QB hit this week. Top three for the Cowboys. Neville Gallimore, defensive tackle, 15.85 points. Deron Bland has been a phenomenal cornerback option this season, 14.5 points. Got himself another pick. Four tackles, an interception, and a PD. And then Sam Williams, 13.45 points in Week 10. Three tackles, a TFL, a sack, two sack yards, and a QB hit. What was his output last week, Addy? I thought he had a nice game. Who are we talking about? Sam Williams. Sam Williams, yeah, he was solid, I think. Uh, he's been solid the last three, so 12 points in Week 8, 13 in Week 9, and then 13.45 in Week 10. There we go. So that is two sacks in his last three games. So very nice to see Sam Williams kind of – he was someone that I thought like had a potential to like, get 10 sacks this season. Mm-hmm. Um, Demarcus Lawrence, he had a sack this week, so that was nice. He's been great from like a PFF standpoint. Yeah, I think this is his log here. Was Demarcus Lawrence 12.8 points in Week 10? Yes. Okay, so there you go. So – Sam Williams actually outscored him um, by our scoring system. So I, I don't – Sam Williams, Bobo, is not a guy to me that I'm going to be starting probably, firing up in lineups. But he got next, I think, once DeMarcus Lawrence is out the door. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, 
I think I agree. The rotation's just too deep right yeah. now. Demarcus mm-hmm. Lawrence has been playing too good. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's going to be tough for Sam Williams to really get significant snaps unless someone gets hurt there. But not a lot of guys there that have had a bad year on that defensive line. No, I like. I mean, Dorrance Armstrong's been solid. You yeah. know, he had another sack this week. Uh, that Osa has been fine. Yeah, I mean, Armstrong has, what, four and a half on the season? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Osa's been good. Dante Fowler's been really yep. good pressure-wise. He got a sack this week. So, yeah, yeah good Gallimore's problem to have there good. in Dallas. Embarrassment yeah. of riches. So, um, yeah, and on the Giants' side, you know. It's like a lot of backups got time. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say. Uh, um, Kayvon uh, didn't do anything again Kayvon left, us. I think, with a concussion, I think oh, it was. He? Let's see. Yeah, he, he got yeah. knocked out of this game. That's not good. Uh, Deontay Banks left this one with the ankle injury. I uh, did see Aziz Ojolari was back. He was. Mm-hmm. That was good to see. Didn't do anything. Just one tackle yeah. for .75 points. But it is nice to see him back out there. Um, Be nice to have him actually play well down the stretch and give you some wind in your sails. But, yeah, bad, bad week there for – Your best uh, balls just need it. Bad week there for the Giants IDPs. Yeah. Uh, and then not a great week either for the Cowboys. Just I mean, these wonky games just produce some yeah. wonky results. Damone Clark didn't do anything for us. Marquis Marquise Bell didn't do anything yep. for us. Drawn oh, uh, yeah. uh, Bland had another pick. That's five mm-hmm. on the year for him. So I think is he leading the NFL in interceptions? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Geno Stone's up there. Does yeah, it, that's right. Geno Stone. I think Geno Stone was the leader. I think Deron Bland had three pick sixes, I believe, is what it was. Um, yes. Because yes. he was really high up in the DB scoring because of that. So uh, let's wrap it up, though, boys, with the uh, Jets falling to the Las Vegas Raiders, who are now 2-0 and in the Antonio Pierce era. They get the 16-12 to victory over the Jets, who uh, got Zach Wilson throwing the game-clinching interception to Big Bob Spillane, who was the leading scorer in this one. Uh, looks like about, yeah, 27.85 points for Big Bob Spillane, who had seven tackles. He had a sack. He had an interception. So let's pause there because this is the main guy, I think, in terms of points we want to talk about. Um, Addy, Big Bob Spillane has just been getting it done this year. He's been so good, dude. Yeah, and he's the guy that you haven't had to worry about. He's He's been, uh, you know, Devon Diablos kind of see his, his – his, uh, he's seen his snaps kind of fluctuate a little yep. bit. He's, how much of that is because of injury, I don't know. Um, but, I mean, Spillane's been the guy that they've let have 100% snaps every single week. So, um, yeah, and he's had huge weeks. He's had, like, this is probably his third time over 25 points, I think. So, mm-hmm. can't ask for much more than that. I mean, he was this was someone that I picked up uh, on waivers in a, in a decent amount of leagues this year. So. It is It is very close to his third time. He was 24.5. Week two against Buffalo, 30.55 against Green Bay, and then 27.85 wow, this week. Wow, that's great, though. So this has been, yeah, he has been phenomenal this season. He was LB55 uh, this past offseason. So another tremendous value that's probably going to be a league winner for you. Uh, but another league winner who was going very late as well, Quincy Williams. No, I'm sorry, this is Quinnen Williams, the other Q Williams. Hey, look at that. Oh, my uh, and Williams. 19.9 points, four tackles, a half a sack. Bless you. Thank you. Finally, uh, on the board here, he's got now one sack on the season, a couple half sacks, uh, but this is a great performance here. Uh, Quentin Williams has had three out of four games here, not including the bye, obviously, in week seven, but three out of four games, he has been double-digit points. So, Quentin Williams, um, 
been a disappointment this season. There's no way to sugarcoat that mm-hmm. for where you had to take him. But, uh, you know, starting to put it together, it seems like a little bit, Bobo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Rodgers is going to be playing in, you know, four weeks. So just keep that. That's right. Playing. Yeah. What about Aaron Rodgers saying that he is planning to be back mid-December? Uh, if this team is... Um, What's the what's the record right now? Four and five. Four and five. So if they're four and eight, is uh, Aaron Rodgers going to be rushing back to get on the field for this team? Wouldn't think so. Yeah, you wouldn't think so. If they're six and six. Yeah, I mean the yeah. AFC. You could have a team at nine and eight. Yeah, get into the playoffs. Yeah. So we'll see Jeff if he if, if he makes it back in like three and a half months from an Achilles tear. I'm unreal. I mean, I may have to get some healing crystals and sure. watch some dolphin porn. That would be insane. Because that's truly nuts. He's dropping this weird beaker full of mm-hmm. some tequila. sort of liquid. Yeah, was it tequila? I think that's what they mm-hmm. Just a very yeah. weird thing to have on the sideline. Like, why? I mean, how do you not have, like, a, an assistant for the team? Seemed like it was a gift, right? Someone gave him a gift. Hey, buddy, take that to the locker room for me so I don't have to carry this massive box full of an open bottle of tequila. Half of tequila. I guess when you know you're not playing the game, like I guess you feel like you can keep up with it for a second. I don't know. I don't know. It's just kind of a weird thing to like. Maybe they're like, hey, dude, uh, be be careful with this. Don't, don't give this to just anybody. Yeah. And uh, he immediately drops it on the field in front of cameras, <laughs> and there's a big controversy around what that was. People thought it was a bong. So uh, not a good week for Aaron Rodgers dropping stuff on the field. Uh, other top scorers from this game, Jordan Whitehead, 19. Jamie and Sherwood, what the hell's up with that? I know. As I was looking to see if C.J. Mosley maybe got banged up in this game. He Quin- had s- yeah, Quincy Williams, I was looking the same thing. Yeah. It looks like they both were fine. I didn't see where Weird. they left the game. but Yeah, it was a five tackles and a forced fumble for Jamie and Sherwood. Uh, Malcolm Kuntz. D. Lyman for the Raiders was next. Solomon Thomas and John Franklin Myers both got sacks. C.J. Mosley was at 13. Diablo at 11. Uh, Jermaine Johnson was at 10. Nate Hobbs at 10. Quincy Williams at 10. So outside of Big Bob Spillane, kind of was a disappointment this week for IDP in this game. Yeah, I I do want to mention Jordan Whitehead. He's been pretty good. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know it's a lot of it is uh, interception boosted. Um, at least the the first week was, but I mean he's you know thirty two points, thirteen points week two, sixteen week three, uh, put up eleven point seven five in week six, eighteen in week eight, nine last week, and then nineteen point three five. Pretty solid. Week. So I mean that's a, that's strong safety two numbers. Yep. You know, love to see that getting tons of snaps. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a fine option for you. All right, so there you go, folks. All the games uh, Monday night football still to be played. Decent game. Bills versus uh, Broncos. Yeah, it'll probably be uh, a better game than you think it would be. Where is it? The Bills can, like, you know. I think you it's never, in Denver. You never know if the Bills are going to show up. Yeah, that's true. Josh Allen might throw two or three picks. You just never know. Yeah, they uh, – I could also see it being, like, a get-right game, though, for the Bills, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's in – no, it's actually in Buffalo. Ah, it's it's in Buffalo. a little concerning. I am um, a little interested with um, – are we going to eventually see Drew Sanders, right? Is Josie Jewell, like, how much longer does Josie Jewell have? Is he going to be getting too. taken over here pretty soon? Because we've seen his, you know, we've seen the 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 roles with Alex Singleton flip-flop. Singleton's now the guy that's getting 100% of the snaps. Jewell's like the 80 to 85% guy. So mm-hmm. that makes me think that he's the one that's in danger of losing his job mm-hmm. to Drew Sanders potentially here at the end of the year once things kind of start, you know, swirling down the toilet for Denver. So just something to look look for, you know. Yep. I I wouldn't go out and 
trade for Josie Jewell at this point, I don't think. I, I, I don't mind Josie Jewell for next year in Dynasty, but I am a little scared of Josie Jewell to finish out the year. Yeah, that's a, a reasonable concern because I never thought I would see the day where we all love Kingleton because he's very good at one thing, which is tackling. Never thought I would see him usurp the green dot from Josie Jewell. Well, it looks like uh, Singleton's turning towards his fourth year of 100 tackles, fourth straight year of 100, 100 plus tackles. So. This is what he does, folks. Quite Don't insane. doubt the man. Bobo, any final takeaways from this week? Anything jump out to you or anything you're looking forward to uh, Monday Night Football? I was really bummed about Petre today. I started him in uh, – I actually went and acquired him in XFL because my safety position has been so bad, and that's uh, that's concerning. It just goes to show you it's just uh, – man, don't go chasing safeties. Don't go chasing waterfalls. They'll leave you, leave you stranded. Sir. Yeah, that's I wanted, another TLC same song reference in one episode. We yeah. apologize. I wanted to see um, if we had heard anything about Terrell Bernard – Still questionable. Into, okay. Mm-hmm. I so, think it seems like he might play. Concussion. That's what I had kind of heard was he was yep. trending towards playing. So, curious to me, you know, um, had to pick up Tyrell Dodson last week, who was pretty solid in week nine. <laughs> I'd say most people probably, they're not starting him this week, you, Bernard. You can't be, well, unless, Monday, you, you know. unless you have an opportunity to get Dodson if yeah. he's sitting out there. But I think most people probably set Bernard down. Mm-hmm. You just don't want to roll the dice with that. Hey, look, uh, Nick Bolton might be coming back here soon, too. I can't remember exactly when they put him on IR. I thought but... he was out through December. Yeah, it was like a six- to eight-week variety, I think. Was it a, a dislocation of the uh, wrist? wrist? Yeah. You're right. You're yeah. right. He'll be back for the playoffs. And maybe for like your fantasy playoffs. Yeah, he might be back towards. I think I could see like um, that last mid, month. yeah, mid to late December. So maybe you get him for like week 16, 17. That's sort worrisome. Of thing. That's worrisome. Yeah. Week one of Bolton post injury is uh, Are an you, important week. You can just see that decision looming in your semifinals or in your championship matchup. Like, there. do I plug Nick Bolton back but, in? He's back. So, what, who are we trusting in Houston now? Are we back on Perryman? I'm not trusting anybody. Zero. Yeah, I don't trust any of them. Nope. Because we're like Cashman. He's the only guy, right? And now he's the third linebacker in terms of snaps behind freaking Christian Harris. I feel like Pierman's going to be that second guy no matter what, though. So, yeah. I mean, but but he's still, like 60% to 70% seems like all he's getting now. If you have Fab and Sleeper, you got $100 Fab, how much are you going to give to get uh, Ivan Pace, your contender? Um. I'm gonna I guess give I need, it, to, I I'm need gonna, to check and see the severity of the Hicks injury first. But, I'm going to see if there's if Landon Roberts is still out there, and I'm going to drop about 40 on Landon okay. Roberts. Okay. Because I think that's a top 24 LB. Well, the and you're going to get, get Robinson, too. Get Mark Robinson, too, mm-hmm. I think, yeah. for a dollar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you Blake Cashman. Yes. Yeah, here we go. So, Denzel yeah, Perryman was probably so. 86% of snaps for Denzel Ooh, Perryman. Okay. That's really nice. Now, he, uh, John kind of wondered, he's going back and forth here in this comment. I feel like maybe they've been working toward Perryman getting the lead back, but we'll see what it looks like next week if we finally get some consistency. Mm. So Yeah, probably change again next week. I know. Yeah. It'll be Toho Toho back from concussion, you know, uh, as the LB1. So I do feel okay about Perryman, but he's been a letdown, obviously. I mean, it's someone that I flag planted. So. It's, um, it's a more productive but no less confusing and frustrating situation of the Browns linebackers where it's like mm-hmm. week to week shrug emoji. Don't know. Mm-hmm. There's more production to be had in Houston than there is in Cleveland, but I don't want to try to figure this out, Bobo. Yeah. We got a lot of teams right now that just, there's nobody that you want, you know, no linebackers of any, you know, I'm so glad 
Zaire Franklin is back. My wife was oh, watching yeah. the the Germany game because it was on, and we were kind of watching it in the living room. And she looked up from her computer and said, "Who is that fifty three guy? He looks really slow." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, that's our hundred million dollar Jack Leonard linebacker with the jersey <laughs> on the wall." Um, so that's good. That's right. That's a bad look for us, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So we got to get that thing replaced. Evan, uh, <laughs> if you're listening, please send us a new signed autograph jersey. Zaire. Yeah, let's get a Zaire one out there. That'd be fun. <laughs> EJ Speed. Or EJ Speed. Yeah. Saguna, Saguna Luby. There you go. Let's get him up there on the wall. Well, thank you all for tuning in. This was the Week 10 recap. Like I said, we'll have the Week 11 waiver episode coming with Mike Wollert tomorrow night. That'll be in your feed Monday night slash Tuesday morning, depending on where you are. And, uh, fellas, we'll be back here for the Week 11 recap. Same time, same place next Sunday. This was fun. Playoffs are coming. They are. That's right. Getting close. Well, we got we got four more weeks of the regular season. Yep. So playoffs now 11, are 13, 15, 16, 17, yeah. right? Yes. So we've got uh, week 11, 12, 13, 14. So we Get got right. four weeks. Getting close. right. We got, uh, we got an IDP trade show coming up. That's right. We're trying to help you for these stretch runs. So. Thursday night. That is a live stream. So make sure mm-hmm. you're subscribed at youtube.com slash at the IDP show and click the bell so that you're notified when uh, – you and Steve Falco this week of uh, front office pros. So that should be a lot of yeah, fun. Looking forward to it. We'll have some future episodes of IDP bets. Uh, I think we're going to try to get Mikey Dubs on an episode of that. We just booked Scott Bogman today mm-hmm. uh, for an episode of that as well. And then we'll have some dynasty focus episodes, Bobo. Going to try to get the three of us in here to talk a little bit of dynasty because we know uh, some people are kind of looking to the future. So let's talk about like yeah. a dynasty kind of price check. Dynasty, stock up, stock down type of thing. Yep. Should be fun. You ain't yeah. getting me in here. I ain't talking dynasty. This man doesn't like talking I don't dynasty like at all. Dynasty. But hope I you guys play keeper league. <laughs> hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, leave us a five star rating and review Let's over do. on Let's Apple. Do. And five stars over on Spotify as well. And like I said, we'll be back. We've got a whole bunch of episodes coming y'all's way this week. Waivers, Jace's ranking episode. He's got Gary Davenport this week. we got Steve Falco on the trade show. So a lot of good stuff cooking for y'all. We're going to try to help you win, and we're going to have some fun along the way. But until next Sunday, y'all take care, and we'll see you soon. Tired of the hurt, got tired of the shade. Just booked a flight downtown L.A. With my head in the sand, eyes to the sky. Keep my chin up, gotta get mine. Too old for the handouts, doing just fine. No suicide, laid it all on the line. I can't stop now. Haven't hit my prime. I can't stop now. I want to feel alive. I can't stop now. Too many of my friends die. I can't stop now. I can't stop now.